Hello, welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Thank you so much for checking this out. It is now the spooky season. I am so excited. As you can see from the runtime, this is a mega episode. So hold on to your butts. And also, spoiler warning for all 13 Halloween movies. Uh, if there's anything that you're really hoping to not be revealed because you're going to be checking out some of these movies for the first time this Halloween season, I would wait until you watch the movie, then come back and enjoy the whacking conversation. But if you're cool with spoilers, come on and enjoy the two-hour-plus ride. All right, everyone, just want to give you that spoiler warning. Enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome back into Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brecker, and today on the podcast, I am joined by Orlean, and we have a special guest. We have Jay Sher from the amazing podcast Podzilla is on the line with us. Hey, Jay Sher, how you doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing good. I'm feeling really, like, spooky, you know? Even though it's not autumn over here, it's just the start of spring. I'm, I'm feeling it. There's, like, an orange hue to everything. This is good. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. We're finally into like the spooky month. It is the best time of year. I, I freaking love October. It's Brucktober in my house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, also, uh, Orlean, how are you doing? How are you doing? It's finally the spooky month. I'm doing great. This is this is the time like a witch from which I pull my energy for the rest of the year to survive. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds it. like you uh, take some souls from children to do that. <laughs> I didn't say children. You said children. Oh, okay. It's just anyone's open. <laughs> it's any souls. I didn't say children. <laughs> <laughs> Doubly down on it. Love it. Um, well, today on the podcast, uh, if you couldn't tell from the title, we are discussing all the different timelines in the Halloween franchise. Uh, you know, Michael Myers, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lloyd, Dr. Loomis. Uh, we are going through, oh, Corey, uh, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> we're going through, we're, we're not, this isn't a rankings episode, even though I feel like it's inevitable that we will kind of like give opinions on like maybe yeah. like where we have stuff, but uh, not, a, not a requisite for this. But um, what we're going to be doing is that Orlean, you've only seen the first movie, correct? That's right. I did not realize that. Literally really? only the first movie. I lived <laughs> through the time of Halloween 2K10, whatever the thing that was. And I just had no interest. <laughs> I think you're talking about H2O. Is that H2O. It? Yeah. I remember all the commercials. Halloween Y2K. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So, but so this is going to be fun. So this is kind of like a 101 of the Halloween franchise, the different timelines. And Orlean is a great subject to have on this because she hasn't seen all of these. And to be frank, I've seen a majority of these. There's only three movies I haven't seen. Whoa. And, but uh, I don't think that'll affect anything today. Um, but so Jay Sher and Orlean, I'm just so excited to hear your takes, especially for someone like Orlean that has, that doesn't know all like the twists and turns and the valleys and the peaks. I mean, you've said some things, but I don't remember them. <laughs> and can I say, this is not about me. This is about horror was bad for a lot of our lives. Let's be honest. Like mainstream horror was just bad. And I was not interested in engaging with it. 
I think yes, and like like this this whole franchise in a nutshell is basically kind of like the thesis of Scream of that there's been a lot of patterns that have yeah. developed a lot of rules and we're going to exploit up. those <laughs> yes. in this movie. This is going to be wild though. I didn't realize you've already seen one, Orly. And I didn't even realize you hadn't seen all of them, Braca. This is, man, it's going to be a trip. Who's Jamie Lloyd? Oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. I don't know who anyone is. <laughs> Who's Michael Myers? The comedian? <laughs> I know that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How did we not, I'm so sorry, but like, how did we not get that Halloween parody with Michael Myers during the height of like the Austin Powers parody time? Uh, it doesn't make sense. <sighs> We need it to go. I, 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 I think we dodged a bullet there, ladies and gentlemen. I think that would have been just the end of cinema if they did something like that. <laughs> no. Or the beginning, no. Brecca. Or the beginning. I mean, I'm already thinking, do I make you spooky, baby? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was good. We got that callback in. It was Baby Driver, eh? Where they asked for Michael Myers masks. And they yes. Mike Myers ones. Yeah, that was great. Oh, People can make that joke more. We needed to have that movie. This is, I, I hate to say it, this is my second Austin Powers joke today. Oh, wow, you're on a heater. But okay, but was it the same joke? Did you recycle the same joke? Were you no, doing my friend is one? in negotiations for a job, and I said, ask for a million dollars and negotiate down. And then I sent a Dr. Evil GIF. Oh, there you go. That's it. So, so it was Austin, okay, it was Austin Powers, not, not directly Michael Myers, but right. it fits, right. it counts. It was Dr. Evil. It's a different person. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. All right. <laughs> uh, before we get into the, the meat of the episode, uh, Jay Sure, uh, you know, we're, it's October. There's, I feel like what's so fun about October and Halloween is that it's like that time of year where I feel like everybody has like a set pattern or like routine that they kind of get into. Like everybody has like mm. traditions and whatnot. And I'm kind of curious down in New Zealand, are there like any sort of unique traditions or like, what do do you normally do for Halloween? Well, it is, I feel like it's super different because you don't really have kids trick or treating. That's not really a thing. Um, Of course we, it's not autumn here. We don't have like pumpkins or anything around. It's pretty much like just uh, like a big event for all the stores. Like you just have a whole lot of spooky (laughs) horror stuff being sold. Um, but you don't actually see people using it, which is strange. Oh. Um, but for myself personally, like I, because it's not such a big thing over here, I never like trick or treated growing up. I never really got into costumes, and it's only been like recent years when I've really gotten into horror movies, and I've kind of like made an event for myself. So last year, I tried to watch a horror movie every day in October, which was crazy, but I did it, and that was really fun. And then there was a horror like mystery movie marathon last year i went to as well but yeah it's not a big thing over here it's it's not which is random well this is this is a great platform to to push your agenda onto like why Mm. why trick-or-treating needs to come down to new zealand yeah i just gotta do it this year just do do it just just get outside walk down the street well, what's great is that since it's not already established, any age can do it now, or down, right? Like, like you, like you and your buddies yeah. and your wife can just go and be like, "Hey, hey. it's not just for kids; it's for adults, baby." Like, give me some candy. I'm do it. Just yeah. start saying "trick or treat" at people's houses. Just go up to if they have porches or steps or stoops or whatever is like in the area. Just go up yeah. to it, ring the bell or knock, and say "trick or treat" and hold out a bag. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna do. do it, guys. I'm gonna take a stand this year. <laughs> I'm gonna get dressed up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. 
walk around the town. I'm going to bring Halloween back. You sh- and you should live stream this or document it somehow <laughs> and then make a documentary and submit it into like Sundance about like bringing trick-or-treating to New Zealand. <laughs> this is a this is a this is a great idea. Yeah. All right. I, th- I think that's a wrap on the episode. I, th- I don't know. Yeah, I think we accomplished our goal, right? Like we're done. <laughs> I think I've put up my costume. Yeah, this is I did I gotta say I did dress up like a couple years ago, but I didn't really do anything. I was just like hanging out around the house. I think I was streaming and I dressed up as Fred from Scooby Doo. Nice. <gasps> that's what I was Fred from Scooby Doo last I re- year. I remember yeah, I remember I think it was two years ago that I did it, but I remember seeing your costume. It blew mine out of the water, Bracker. You were a perfect Fred. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Orlean, uh, any any traditions or uh, what, what, what's your normal Halloween night look like? Okay, I have loved Halloween forever. Um, I think growing up in the mid Atlantic of the United States, like you get enough of fall that you have like a real Halloween like crispiness in the air, uh, but it's almost always warm enough to trick or treat. No matter like what you're – sometimes you have to get like a warmer costume that has tights or pants. But other than that, like you can pretty much always trick-or-treat. And I That's dressed cool. up every year as a kid. Like I have pictures of like um, – I remember one year my mom made me like a poodle skirt and I did like bangs and the ponytail. Um, uh, yeah, I was a witch, obviously, a number <laughs> of times. I was the Little Mermaid, you know. I classics love it. Um, I love trick or treating. I'm eternally sad that adults are like legally barred from trick or treating in most yeah, places. Right. <laughs> Not in New Zealand. Not in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we have to come down there and do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's not a bad event. <laughs> um, I love handing out candy now. It's like my apps. I always, this may sound silly, but some people will get it. One of the reasons I wanted to own a house with a porch in a neighborhood is so I could do a Halloween setup and hand out candy. Yes. yes. Like that's how much I enjoy it. It is so fun seeing all these kids come in all their different costumes. And there's so many costumes now. It's just so fun. And then you take their souls and you're rejuvenate and you're good for another year. You said that, (laughs) not me. (laughs) Also, some people would call it a barter. A trade. Oh, that's it. Is that it the is trick? trick or treat? Yeah, yeah. You don't get to pick which one you get. One person's trick is another person's treat. Yep, that's it. Uh, that's Halloween. That's Halloween <laughs> in America. <laughs> I, I, Orlean, as I have you know transitioned from grad school and you know into the workforce and everything, I have uh, similarly found so much enjoyment from giving out candy to trick-or-treaters and everything i still dress up and i'm just like watching oh, movies absolutely. all night love to eating dress pizza up. eating pizza oh. is mm-hmm. a must so yeah, yeah, pizza yeah. beer candy and that's kind of also my diet for like until january really <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of, <laughs> i mean throwing some pies it. yeah absolutely like I, that's what's also nice is like autumn st- and spooky season it starts like the coziness into like the end of the year and this is like you get you get creative and you get spooky and you set up all your stuff and then it just begins this like probably very American transition into like Thanksgiving and then the holiday season and then the new year yeah that sounds awesome so like it's all very symbolic 
we don't eat, we don't have Thanksgiving over here, so it's pretty much just like a long. I mean, that makes sense. Like, it'd be yeah. weird. It, yeah, it'd totally. be weird it to be export weird. that. <laughs> Maybe I need yeah. to bring Thanksgiving to New Zealand. Maybe that's the go. I I think you all can probably make up your own version pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Well, is it like is Halloween so big? Like, are you guys dressing up like at work? Is that a thing that happens? Like the work. Some people do. Some people do. Yeah. Like I've definitely worked in some places where they do Halloween costume contests. You decorate your doors. You decorate your desks. Um, Some have parties. We do a jack-o'-lantern carving contest. So we all will submit Um, pictures of like what we did. I won one year. Just saying. And I normally wear the shirt that you're seeing right now, which is a button-down Jack O'Leonard yeah. shirt. I normally wear Very this to nice. work on Halloween. Yeah, um, it's really oh, big. Cool. I mean, one year my, our apartment building had like a decorate your porch the spookiest contest. Like it is really all around. Like yes, it's it's a store thing, but I have my own little arts and crafts project with my own skeletons that I'm going to set up in my yard, and um, like people get really so awesome. into the the decor parts. Getting into the meat of today, which is the Halloween franchise timeline 101 walkthrough. So there are several Halloween movies that have come out since 1978. Orlean, I want you to take a guess at how many Halloween movies that there are. Oh my gosh, this is based on no data, just vibes. I'm going to say 12. Jasher, Jasher, do you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I saw the number 13 floating around. I'm not sure if it's... Ooh. Yeah, there are 13. So Orlean, very yeah. close. There they are can't thir- make anymore. Impressive. Oh, just watch them try. Uh, <laughs> there are 13 Halloween movies, five different canonical timelines. I didn't realize that. I thought there was two or three. There are five. <laughs> uh, so this is kind of going to be a walkthrough. And there's also some... I'm going to kind of introduce some of my own mini timelines that I like to... Oh. Incorporate this. You you'll see the pattern that what? I do with it. Um, but uh, is this let's your through. own like Halloween fan fiction? It's well, one of them is kind of not really. <laughs> I'll I'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited for that one. That's gonna be mm-hmm. good. But so Halloween, like you know, any great franchise is a kind of almost you can almost watch them as like a pick and choose your own adventure sort of story. And it you definitely can because there's so many different things that happen between Michael, Laurie, Dr. Loomis and the relationships with each other. And also they keep trying to redefine who is Michael Myers and like what his backstory is. So um, it does change a lot. It kind of it's, it's all about vibes. But like, are you more into the supernatural stuff? More into realistic? Quote realistic. So we'll we'll start here with Halloween 1978. Michael Myers strikes. So what do we learn about the very first installment? It's a classic. Uh, Michael, as a little kid, uh, for no reason <laughs> that we know of, murdered his uh, sister. Then went to the sanitarium, broke out. And he murdered uh, Laurie Strode's best uh, friends, all the babysitters. Dr. Loomis is on the hunt for him. The darkest eyes, the devil's eyes. And at the end of the movie, Laurie survives. Dr. Loomis survives. Michael Myers is shot, but he goes missing. It's a great, simple story. Honestly, if you want to do a one and done with that, you're totally fine. Uh, I... I think we all like the first movie, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I rewatched it last night, 
and i was like taken aback with how much i loved it just this unstoppable force of evil uh the the endings like is it one of the best movie endings of all time just the shots of dark places streets it's so scary it could be anywhere yeah it's honestly i'm i'm not scared by very many horror movies this movie scares me yeah i'm scared of michael myers Mm -hmm. exactly like this movie i think is one of the scariest like iterations of michael because i feel like we get like a little bit too much in the camp in the in like the future uh installments but uh it's he's just a dude who just wants to murder and you just know he's really good at it and it's so yeah, simple. he just yeah exactly it sounds like a campfire story doesn't it like oh this this crazy person escaped the sanitarium and he killed all these babysitters and they never found him you know like that, that mm. sounds like a campfire story it honestly doesn't sound like enough to base a whole movie around, but I love how yeah. simple it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Is, is, is it right as well that this like kind of kickstarted a lot of the other horror movies and slashes coming after this? Oh, definitely. It definitely like popular popularized the whole like slasher movement because you know Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. They're they're very open about how much they were trying to rip off. Yeah, Halloween that's right. And that's, yeah. Oh. Yes, and even their sequels. Um, it, well, I would bring that up because I know Jay Sher has seen a lot of these Friday Thirteenth movies. Franchise as a whole. I'm not talking about like the the, the very first movies because I think the first Halloween movie is better than any Friday the Thirteenth movie. Period. Um, but like in terms of sequels, I feel like Friday the Thirteenth has better sequels than Halloween does. And sequel talk. I mean, yeah, I I completely agree with you. I feel like the first Friday the 13th might be one of the weakest when you get into like the weird and wacky stuff later on. But again, it's real interesting that like Halloween, this first one, when it's almost so dark and foreboding and there's not a whole ton of blood and gore, um it's just a pretty straightforward horror movie inspired Friday the 13th, which I feel went to the complete other extreme. It's just like crazy gore you live for the kills you live for the zombies and the resurrections and the random stuff that happens whereas it was inspired by this little halloween movie which plays pretty safe yeah and like like while friday the 13th the first one does have good atmosphere halloween 78 is like i feel like that is like kind of like it's apex so like it has it's so atmospheric like it's yeah. great vibes and kind of like you're saying, Jay Sher, with like, it's not very bloody either, really. I mean, mm. there's some on screen violence, but it's not over the top. I mean, like Tom Savini wasn't doing the effects for it. I know, right? yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's just about like the dread of like he could be around any corner. Yeah, like, that, that's, that's the whole atmosphere. From. It is just this ever mounting dread that like never lets up. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so speaking of it never letting up, Let's go ahead and move on to the next canonical movie in this, which is Halloween 2, which came out in 1981. Um, this, so what we learn here is that this movie takes place the exact same night as Halloween 1. It's a continuation of the story. It picks right back up where we're left off, where Michael is shot by Dr. Loomis. They go outside and he's missing. And then it instantly kicks off from there. and. This uh, orally, so you know, the movie follows Laurie Strode being taken to a hospital. Okay. And Michael's still on the loose. And so much of this movie takes place in the hospital. Uh, Michael Ooh. Myers ends up coming 
he ends up uh, getting back or finding that hospital, I forget how, but he's at the hospital and there's kind of like this whole cat and mouse with him and like the hospital staff and him trying to get to Lori in there. Very empty hospital. Very empty. Very empty hospital. Oh, like, no, that's I've like the stopped. scariest. <laughs> yeah. What was with the 70s and like empty hospitals? I know. So scary. Yeah, it, it's almost like had to feel like Halloween was like a town holiday everybody took off. You yeah. Know? <laughs> But a couple paramedics on one drunk doctor. That's all we need. <laughs> oh yes, yes. The doctor is dr- drunk. Doctors is a common theme what? in this franchise. Yes, that's yeah. upsetting. Uh, true. Yes, I wonder if that's like just like the seventies or John Carpenter just be like, <laughs> you know, it'd be like a really fun wrinkle into yeah. this person that I'm Maybe writing. Maybe the doctors were drunk. See, that's what I'm thinking. That like it was the seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so while Lori is in the hospital, uh, Doctor Loomis is kind of like out trying to find michael myers he accidentally <laughs> kills like a, a ben tramer who was the boy that a Lori strode was smitten with and what? It, it's a bonkers thing it's um, so crazy it is like <laughs> they kill this yeah. boy and all the adults don't even like do anything they just drive off after they've killed him it's like not yeah. a big deal and it was this most traumatic like violent death and the adults are like okay what? let's drive off and leave him yeah, yeah, and Dr. Loomis is kind of, he kind of slinks away. He's like, I didn't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so Ben Tramer, he's wearing a Halloween costume that looks just like the Michael Myers outfit. And all the police are like, oh, that's him. And then Ben Tramer's just like, what? And then this cop car hits him going like 80 miles an hour. Oh my God. It's into another car and explodes. And then. It's crazy. They eventually do like I think like dental like work or whatever to or like you know like the dental data to like prove that that was Ben God. Tramer I think but uh, it's it's anyways um, so Halloween two this is also what introduces into the franchise the relationship between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode and that they are actually siblings Orlean did you know this that they were siblings no confused no I yeah. I I've never seen Halloween two. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. So this this movie uh, po- shows that like they are brother and sister, and th- which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's like okay, so after Michael, when he was a little boy, went to the sanitarium, did like his parents die, and Lori got adopted by the Strodes. Right, the I was trying to do some level of math, and then I was like, no. Yeah, I yeah. just watched the second one, and I think they said like two years before he Michael was put in the sanitarium was when Lori was born. And then she was quickly adopted to the Strodes and her record, records of like her birth certificate and everything was just hidden but away. The, the older sister, they were just like, oh, well, she's already in the house. Who knows? What? Like, why would they give away Lori? I don't no know. Clue. Yeah. Yeah. No clue. I, I feel like there might have been a line that they died or they just moved. I, I, I don't remember. But yeah. So okay. in this. I feel like a lot of this is it was the 70s. <laughs> right yeah. so in this and that is like a heavy thing in this original timeline is that michael and Lori are brother and sister and michael they, there's like some clues like that they find throughout the movie that like michael's like wait how old to, like, is michael he's 21 i think or 22 yeah, in the first movie 21. yeah oh i i thought much older i guess the sanitarium ages you yeah he was there for 15 <laughs> years i think yeah so um so, yeah, so they're brother and sister, and the whole thing's like Michael's trying to, like, you know, just kill off his family, you know, question mark. Um, 
Where are the parents? Literally. Literally where, nowhere to be found. What are the adults doing in the town of Haddonfield? <laughs> right? They're just driving away from kids being killed. They're just Are there police in this town? Just... Which is a question I ask a lot. About there are, but they're media. not competent. Yes. Oh. There's plenty of police officers. Many of them do get killed. Um, how, about, but... how about Loomis? The police officer's just like folding over, doing whatever Loomis is doing. There's like no <laughs> strong authority figure. <laughs> He holds a police officer at gunpoint and tells him to take him yeah. to the hospital. Yes. Yeah. Like, what was the 70s like, people? What was it like? It's so hard to understand reality. And that's not even the craziest thing Loomis does in the franchise. So, oh, no. uh, yeah, he gets crazier and crazier as it goes on. Is this Does this turn around on itself and it's like this Dr. Moreau shit where he, like, created Michael Myers and then put him back in the house? No, but okay. we'll get to the sanitarium stuff and Michael Myers in the later later installments. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh. Once we get to the Ruth Thorne stuff, but um, well, what something that I um like always remembered about Halloween Two was it brought the family element into it. But something I completely forgot about until I just rewatched it was there they are teasing like some weird occultish stuff, like Michael's drawing stuff up and blood on the walls and like quoting oh random writings. It's weird. This first original timeline is bizarre and it gets stranger once we get into like the other installments, but it's not it, here yet in Halloween. It sounds two. like the opposite of the first movie in terms of subtlety. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it really yes, is. Definitely. Even with the kills. It's a lot okay. more like bombastic and bloody and just over the top. Yeah, because well when Halloween two came out, they were trying to be more bloody because they're trying to compete with Friday the thirteenth, which was bloody. Of course, um, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so the way this movie ends, just because it's important, is that uh, Loomis gets to the hospital. Lori is there. Michael is there. You know, like the whole cat and mouse thing comes. uh, And basically they're in this operating room. Lori shoots Michael in both of his eyes and he starts like bleeding from the eye holes. Still alive. Somehow. Cool visual. Cool visual. Yeah. It's it honestly, Halloween two's mask is a really cool mask. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, and then basically what Loomis does is he takes one for the team. He says, Lori, like he 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 sees there's like a there's a window for Lori to escape. He goes, You get out of here. He turns on all like the, the oxygen tanks in there and just lights it up and blows and just blows the room up, sacrifices it's the himself. Hospital, sir. And there's nobody there, Orly. <laughs> and then <laughs> So he he blows it up, killing himself, and then Michael comes out on fire, and then we see him die. Lori is put into a new ambulance, and she makes it to the next morning and rides off into the distance. And if you wanted to, you could treat this like a duology. One, two, bing, bang, you're done. Honestly, I really like Halloween 2 a lot. It's a great fourth act to the first movie. It still has all the atmosphere and vibes that you want. Little bit more blood in it, which is cool. The mask is the mask is great, honestly. It's one of the better Halloween sequels. Yeah, this is pretty much like I've only seen six of these things the f- the first one, this Halloween two, Halloween three, which I'm sure we'll get into soon, and then the reboot trilogy. Um, but I've, I've always like loved it. Like, this has been my little slice of what Michael Myers is one and two, and I've always, I've always like thought really highly of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think last year it wasn't quite on Halloween, but it's the week of. We stayed up late and we did a double feature of this Halloween one, and Halloween two, back to back. It makes a great double feature. It because it's the same night yeah. and everything. 
uh, Orlean, highly, highly recommend checking out Halloween too. It, it gets that it's like legitimately still a good slasher movie. It doesn't sound like my style at all, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very wacky and campy in certain areas, but like I think it's definitely worth a watch. Oh, there is that see, weird. I don't want to see somebody get shot in the eyes. Well, you don't see the eyes. You know, he's still wearing the mask. You know, it's just he's just, he's just crying it's the final girl defending herself. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're having simp okay you're o- okay she was on the side for the chef now you're on I mike myers side a little bit on the side of the <laughs> i couldn't believe that I you were on the side of the chef i was not on the side of the chef i don't understand why you think that <laughs> okay so so basically what we learned i would just say sorry brucker as well like i just watched halloween 2 and michael myers dies at the end his face starts to like melt and i was like what this done. So his actual I face just- not the mask yeah, well, it looks like his face and his mask is just melting. He's just lying face first he's in blood. He's fully engulfed in flames. Oh, yeah, like a full flame. Anakin? Yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. always thought he died. Like, I always thought he was gone. And that so, was the original plan that, yeah, you know, yeah. Carpenter, he he just wanted these movies to be anthologies. He didn't want to do a whole Michael Myers uh, franchise, but... He, this was him trying to write the death of Loomis and the death of Michael Myers. Mm. And if, like I said, if you want to do this as a duology, it's perfect. You know, it has a nice little bow on everything. Um, what we learn from this is that Michael and Lori are brother and sister, which, uh, or I know you said like you didn't know that going into this, but like, how do you feel about Michael, like them giving Michael like some sort of motivation that he's just trying to kill his family and that's why he's after Lori because that's his sister? I don't care. I mean, honestly, because there was. I didn't have motivation for why he was killing in the first movie and I didn't need it. And when I finished sure. it, I wasn't like, gee, I'd love a movie digging into the psychology of why he did that. <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I sometimes like it when there's not an explanation. That's how I feel. And like, I just don't know if you could get away with it doing a sequel, but I don't know. JJ, how do you feel about them being siblings? Yeah, again, like exactly what Orlean said. I just love how in the first one, he's just this like unstoppable force of evil. You don't know anything about him, really. You don't know why he is the way he is. You don't know why he's doing the stuff he's doing. And I I think that's like the charm of the movie. Like that's what entices me into the first one and makes me love it so much. So the second one, when you're just hit with all this backstory and teasers of stuff, and it's just so much more over the top, it's, yeah, it loses loses a little bit of the um, momentum for me. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, on that note, I feel like I even associate, and this might be a tagline from a different movie, but in my head, I associate Halloween with like, it happened one night. And I feel like when you create the, it's like Star Wars. Everybody doesn't need to be related to make them interesting characters. Yeah. Yeah, and your tagline was so close. It was the night he came, he came home. But yeah. Uh, oh, okay. That one does hint that there's more backstory there. Well, it's like, well, I, I think like the backstory is just like that prologue from the first movie. Is that like when he was a kid, he killed, and now he's coming back. Like I don't know if it yeah, like needs but he to. He came home. It denotes me more to me of like, it's a place he associates as home. Right. There's something yeah. more there as opposed to just like. This was the neighborhood that he stumbled into when he escaped. Right. Well, the a common theme in all these timelines actually is him trying to go back to his house whenever he does escape. Mm. And just whoever happens to be in the neighborhood just kind of is part of the havoc. 
Yeah. That's yeah. such an interesting fusion of both like, yeah, just random killer and then like killer with a deep connection to something that is like emotional. It's right, like in between. It, it's in between because like, it also doesn't explain that connection. It's just, he has it with that house, but like why? And the, the David Gordon Green stuff tries to answer that a little bit. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, all right, let's continue on with the original timeline. And we're going from Halloween to... We're skipping Halloween 3 because Halloween 3 is not part of the original timeline. We're going to mm-hmm. Halloween 4. Don't worry. I see you're puzzled. Or like, we will get there. Um, <laughs> Halloween 4. Uh, this is called Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Because Orly in Halloween 3, just a quick sidebar, went in, it was an anthology movie. It had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Nothing to do with Laurie Strode. It, was a com- it wasn't even set in Haddonfield completely different anthology story i will discuss that that. later on so that was the whole thing and people were upset by that and they really (laughs) didn't like it so halloween 4 hence the name the return of michael myers and they put his face all over the posters and the trailers to be like he is back, people. Please come buy movie tickets. He is. He he is. Oh my yeah. god, my Star Wars comparison was more apt than I knew. It is, and <laughs> yeah. uh, so for this one, what we learn about Michael Loomis and Laurie is that it kind of retconned Halloween two. I mean, like the events still happened, but it just had it to where Loomis survived the explosion. Uh, and so did Loomis Michael. is back. No way. Yeah, he's back, baby. And he has you know like. You um, survive those explosions in enclosed spaces with oxygen tanks. Yeah. Very face melting off. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the face melting, they try to play that off because, like, they give, like, prosthetic makeup on Donald uh, Pleasance. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm healing real well from the burn, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Wouldn't you, uh, like, lose your face? Like, I just. Okay. You would yeah. lose all your atoms. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also Michael survived it. And Michael has like sure. been in this coma in like this weird hospital this whole time. Um, the Terminator and- hospital, because this is a secret backdoor intro into the Terminator series. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, um, hey, yeah. <laughs> so, but Halloween 4, a lot of people love Halloween 4 because it was, this 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 was the franchise kind of rebooting because Halloween 4 is a back to basics kind of slasher. The opening credits have incredible like autumn atmosphere and everything. And it, it, it's what you expect. It's Michael is for some reason being transferred to a different facility. Of course, he escapes the ambulance and he's <laughs> back in Haddonfield on, on Halloween, baby. But here's, he here's only, the... Sorry. Does he only attack on Halloween? Yes. What does he do the rest of the year? Does he, he just sleep? He literally sleeps. Facility? He's like he's like sleeping like he's the rest like of the year. He's like a bear. He's like a murder yeah. bear. Okay. Murder bear. Cocaine bear. Yes. Um. That's what. That's what he's doing. And but Orly, I bet you're asking, where's Lori? They killed off Lori. Uh, no way. There's what? no way they did that. They, they no, I thought you were going to say like at college dead. in California. <laughs> They, they killed off Lori in between the movies. Um, what? Yeah, like 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 Jamie uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is not in this movie. Like, there's a picture of her, but she, like the I actress. I mean, that's is fine, but it. you can't kill her off in they between off. movies. That's what they did. They killed her off. I believe they said car accident, and but they keep the sibling family ties because the new protagonist, 
is Laurie Strode's daughter, Jamie Lloyd. <laughs> and Jamie's played by Daniel Harris. And I got to say, as a kid actor, she does a really great job in 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 these movies. Um, how old? Wait, sorry. How much time has passed since Halloween 1 at this point? Yeah. How old's Jamie? Is she like a teenager? <laughs> no, no. She she is a child. She's like maybe oh, wow. 10, maybe. Whoa. That's a decent amount of time since Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting in the neighborhood, right? Like how yeah. are we talking like 15 years? Something like that. Yeah, it's been it's been several years. Um, at least if I'm going by release dates as like maybe any indicator. So Halloween one was nineteen seventy-eight. Halloween four was nineteen eighty-eight. So it is ten years later. If we want to go by just like release dates okay. being a rule of thumb to follow. So ten years. Okay. And in that time, she met a guy, had a kid, got killed in a car accident. So I don't believe any off screen deaths in any movie. It's just not real. Yeah. Well, for this timeline, unfortunately, it is. But I do like the Jamie Lloyd character. Uh, I don't know why. I think there's something dark and interesting about Michael Myers. He is now just like a heat-seeking missile wanting to murder this child. He's the predator. Because, yeah, he is. He's like, I got to kill my niece. How does he know about her? Does he? What is he like stalking them? The movie is kind of hinting about like a possibility of like a psychic connection that it is explored more in part five. Okay. Uh, Jamie Lloyd is having because Jamie somehow just knows about Michael Myers. Like, like it's not a family secret about her mom being attacked by this person. And are they in the same town? They're in the same town, and okay. Jamie is like having nightmares about being stalked by Michael, and she thinks she keeps seeing him in places and everything. So, um. And their paths intersect. Dr. Loomis comes back into the fold. He's trying to hunt back down Michael while protecting Jamie Lloyd. He's scaring kids away from houses again. (laughs) He's scaring. Oh, my God. He's he's scaring the whole townspeople to turn on each other. A lot of people like this movie. I I'm lukewarm on it. Like, I think it's like if I catch it on TV, I'll watch it It as a pretty base back to basic slasher movie. That's fine. Um. But so how this movie ends and like what we kind of need to know going forward is that the movie ends with vigilante justice. All, all, all the guys get together in their trucks and their guns and they go hunting for Michael and they do get him. They find him and they do shoot one of their own on accident, but they find Michael, they shoot him. He falls presumably dead into a well, not seen again for the rest of the movie. And the film ends with that classic POV shot of like somebody putting a mask on their face. They pick up some scissors and the music starts playing and they walk into this room and stab this person to death. And then we cut to who did it. It was little Jamie decided to don the mask and try to kill her mom. And the movie's trying to like do this whole like passing of the torch kind of thing of like now Jamie might be like the new killer that is going to go to Smith's Groves here and it ends with Loomis losing his mind and almost shooting this child dead he doesn't and that's how the movie ends it ends like a dark note that this kid is evil I'm seeing shock on your faces right now <laughs> I just why it sounds so much like like spoilers a little bit but it sounds so much like Friday the 13th because it does a very similar thing where they finally kill Jason and then who the kid who um, was responsible for Jason being killed like there's a there's a stinger at the end of the movie that he's going to be the killer now 
It's like yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. It's really weird how they become kind of one and the same. Because I always still look at Halloween as something that's not too cliche or not too, I don't know, it's, it's quite different to all the others. But it's probably just because I haven't seen all these weird ones that came out in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, these sound awful. Yes, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'm lukewarm on Halloween 4. I, I think Halloween 1 and 2 are so much stronger, but a lot, yeah. it's, it's like a cult classic. A lot of people really like Halloween 4, and that's okay. Also, how present were lynch mobs in horror movies of the 80s? Because it seems like there were a good amount of them. Oh, like, yeah. were there well, just mobs running around towns? It was the 80s. It was the 80s. <laughs> I love how we, we blame the first movie. It was the 70s. We'll just keep, it was the 2020s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It was the early aughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what so that's what we learn about our characters there. There's still this sibl- there's still like this um family tie between our new protagonist, Jamie Lloyd, and Michael, and he's just wanting to kill. Wait, so, is Michael still alive when we leave this movie? Uh, I, he's presumed yeah, no dead, but of course he's not. Okay. But so, they think he's dead. Okay. They think he's dead because not only did they shoot him and he falls down the well, but they throw dynamite down there and they assume that got the job done. <laughs> is he the Terminator? Like what is going on here? He's just a guy. Well. Or is okay. he? We'll get there. I so Halloween part five, the revenge of Michael Myers. Uh, this is the next installment. We're still in the original timeline. I just want to keep reminding people that. Uh, and so this one, much like Halloween 2, because again, this is kind of like interesting because like this is like what Halloween 4 was kind of like the reboot. And it was like resetting. Michael escapes. There's a new protagonist. Mm-hmm. We're following that. So what did Halloween 2 do? It picked right back up where the first one did. So that's what Halloween 5 is kind of doing here. It's picking oh, right cool. back up. Okay. Halloween 4 ended, at least for the prologue. Um, so we see Michael get shot. He goes down the well. And what happens is that he found like a hole to crawl out of. So he, he, he escaped the well before the dynamite exploded and he falls into this river and he just like goes down the river, like baby Moses. And he is kind of like picked up by like this drifter or something. This is some and- Boba Fett escaping from the Sarlacc pit. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another Let's Star keep the Star Wars, Wars metaphors coming. I'm sorry. It. It's just, it keeps reminding me of Star Wars. <laughs> and Dr. Loomis is just a crazy Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael is saved by this person. And this person kind of like keeps Michael outside. I, I don't fully understand if this man is homeless or not. But this guy takes up Michael. He puts him aside. And Michael is just in a coma for a year. Like literally... It just like cuts to like in a hospital or just like in a room somewhere. He's not even a room. He's just like out in the wilderness, like on this table. What? Or like yeah, Snow like- White? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out on a table in the wilderness, surrounded by furry creatures singing to him for a year. Yeah. Like Snow White, like kept up by dwarves or something. This cave thing. I mean, it's like a it's a He's stone a bear. slab. Yeah. He is a bear. He is. He is. Um. So in he's just like in this coma sleeping for like a year and he just happens to wake up like a few days before Halloween the following year. And what's the first thing he does? He murders his the person that's been like nursing him back to health for a year. So that's the first thing he does. So ungrateful. And then so where are other characters? Where's Jamie Lloyd? Where's Dr. Loomis? 
we find out that Jamie Lloyd is in a hospital and she's like mute now or something like she doesn't she can't she she has problems speaking and this is like they're really putting in the whole like psychic connection tie between her and Michael because like they kind of like with him waking up they really intercut it with her in bed and like they're doing the same motions and everything and she wakes up screaming going oh my god like she like realizes that he's back and that he's alive and so she keeps like having like these weird psychic connections where she could like see what he sees at some points in the movie. It's how bizarre. old is she now? It's a year later. So maybe oh, okay. 11. So maybe okay. 11. Still yeah. Little. She's still eight. And she, and Daniel Harris looks so small in this. Like she is, she, she's a tiny kid actor. Uh, and she does a great job still. Like she carries a lot of emotional weight. I gotta say she, she does a really good job. Um, and is this, the movie with Paul Rudd? No, Paul, Paul Rudd comes in the next one. Okay, okay, I'm jumping in. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> no, you're fine, man. So, and so that's where Jamie's at. This is also where we get who I, I like to call him Loose Loomis. Dr. Loomis is completely unhinged now and everything. He kind of like uses jamie as like bait for michael like certain parts of this movie and like is there there a real doctor anywhere no i'm convinced (laughs) that dr loomis actually isn't a doctor and (laughs) right he doesn't sound like a doctor i feel like he's crazy even from the first movie like he's unhinged (laughs) loomis he's loose loomis loomis from the start that's why i thought maybe it was a dr moreau thing where he's like he's running this lab that baby michael was in somehow and like i don't know his test subject right. escapes yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> yeah so there, i feel like there's not like a whole like this movie is bad it is it's bad um there's is there a cult by chance because i looked up one of the movies and there's a cult there's a cult coming it's cool it's it's hinted at in this. We see Michael has a tattoo on his arm and we don't know what it is. Um, they introduce this character called the man in black that we see sparingly in this movie. We only see like his boots. Is he deaf? Um, <laughs> no, he's not deaf, but you do find out who he is in the next movie. He's the other, other brother. No, yeah, thankfully there's no other brothers coming okay. into this. So this movie it's bad. I feel I feel like like the main thing to get out of this is, you know, Loomis is loose. He's crazy. Like kind of like in Jamie has like these visions of where Michael is. And like there's this really weird scene where Michael like steals a car because he, he, he does that in the first movie mm-hmm. and he puts on a different mask. And the car that he steals it from is this guy named Michael. So it's kind of like this funny joke. That like, And he goes and picks up the dude's girlfriend. And she keeps calling him Michael and everything. And Michael's just like kind of taking this person. He's like operating as like an Uber for like five minutes in this movie. <laughs> and he, he takes this girl to a party. And on the way there, she like wants to stop for something. So he stops. And when she gets out, that's when... <laughs> separately in another part of Haddonfield, Jamie Lloyd has this like vision of where he's at. And she like has like this epileptic seizure about it. And Dr. Loomis is like, what is it? What are you saying? Where is he? And she like, she gives him clues and the police find the area. Anyways, this movie <laughs> oh. of course ends okay. on like this going back to the Myers house, this chase scene with Michael and Jamie Lloyd. That's pretty good to be honest. Um, and 
Loomis shows up and he grabs Jamie, who's trying to escape Michael Myers' house. And he's like, don't you want her? I got her right here. And like kind of baits him. When he comes, he sets like this trap. He like captures Michael in his net. And then like he hits him repeatedly with a two by four. And then like... Ah has a heart attack or something it's it's (laughs) classic loomis classic loomis classic 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 loomis um are there police (laughs) or is it just him it's there are there are police michael of course like kills them and everything but i mean the 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 movie kind it's, it's it's loomis on the loose i don't know what to tell you like it's just (laughs) does michael die at the end of this one or no no, he does not die in this one. Oh, so what happens in this one is that Michael does get put into custody. Oh. He is. We do see him behind bars. And then that man in black that I mentioned shows up, shoots up the police station Terminator style, mm-hmm. and sets Michael free. And the movie kind of ends on that, uh, basically. And like we don't know who this man in black is. We don't know why he's trying to let Michael free. And everything and we don't know like where michael went and like that's kind of like how the movie ends they were like they were literally like making this movie up as they were going yeah that's what it sounds okay. like <laughs> yeah yeah so pretty bad. i gotta watch this just for uber michael myers though like that's, <laughs> yeah that's yes uber great. michael loose loomis um so <laughs> also wait sorry is jamie lloyd still into murder or no no oh sorry good good question oh, that's right Excellent, excellent, excellent question. They kind of took all that back and like, oh, no, she's not a murderer. She was just murdery as a kid, you know. Yeah, a year ago. Yeah, they're kind of like, oh, it was just like a psychotic break. And the person and her mom is still alive. Like, I don't think like it's like, oh, yeah, her mom like survived it or whatever. They're happy. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on with that. Um, Okay, so moving on, we're still in the same original timeline we're in the final installment of the original timeline which is halloween 6 the curse of michael myers and this is where i like that naming like is is it return revenge curse yeah like it, that's it makes cool. it sound like they had a story arc but they didn't yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so this is kind of like the end of like the jamie lloyd trilogy as some people like to call it some people also like to call it the the rue of thorn timeline or the thorn timeline thorn. so this movie introduces uh, Paul Rudd. This is Paul Rudd's first uh, mm. first credit. And he is a big role in the movie. He plays uh, Tommy Doyle, who was the little boy that hey. Laurie was babysitting in oh, the first Jesus movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so her name is going to be Ray. No last name, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god so this movie so you're asking where's jamie lloyd now blah 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 jamie lloyd is now 15 years old they couldn't get they didn't get daniel harris back to play her for unknown, unknown reasons mm-hmm. uh, but she is now played by a different actress 15 years old and mm-hmm. this movie like opens up on <sighs> there's like these doctors and like they're jamie is about to deliver a baby and they're like She's doing 15? like this yes and okay. there's like this weird like cultish ritual they're trying to do you really don't understand what they're doing anyway she gives birth to a baby boy and again it's like this underground weird facility um this is like, halloween this is a halloween movie 
Yeah, no, this is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about Stranger Things. Yes, this is Halloween. Um, so she is one of like the the nurses or doctors like feels bad sympathy for her or something, and so she 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 helps her escape. Wait, were and they going to kill her or something? Like, what is the vibe? I think that she might have been a sacrifice, or maybe the baby might have been a sacrifice. It's a little fuzzy for me. Did she ever get a, a caseworker or anything? Because she's obviously <laughs> she's obviously been kidnapped. So like like <laughs> she didn't volunteer for this. I just yeah, to get that out there. Um, okay, and, but Wait, Michael you know who is, the dad is I don't. I don't. I don't believe so. Uh, so Michael is chasing Jamie. And the baby, uh, God, I I don't want to go through the whole movie. Wait, like, but like the, the newborn baby, the newborn baby. <laughs> the, the, the this newborn movie opens baby. up running away of Michael chasing the newborn baby. You just and bundle Jamie Lloyd. them up and run. You know, yes. they don't need anything. I'm just imagining the newborn baby like crawling as Michael Myers <laughs> is just struggling to keep up. Just imagine the, the crying, like trying to hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny because, like, what you're just saying, Jason, like the crawling, but like Michael doesn't run; he does that slow walk. Thing. Yeah, so, like, like would they like keep same pace? Speed. Yeah, same speed. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He still I doesn't do, run. I think I think he's a robot. <laughs> he I might do. Be. I think that's the twist. Yeah, he he's a T100. Um, yeah, I I buy into it. Um, there are robots in this franchise. We haven't gotten to them yet, but there is. Yes. Okay. Or Orly, are you learning a lot today? I it just it it sounds like nothing compared to Halloween one at all. Like none oh, of this. Absolutely not. This is this is why I haven't seen any major horror franchises because it right. just sounds like stupid madness. We we do and not <laughs> not to go on a tangent. Uh, I, I want to say this comment then drop it. We do need to get you to watch the first two Friday the Thirteenth because Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is amazing um i think it maybe deserves to be the slasher one. hall of fame maybe the yes. sixth one i mean oh, look okay. we just got elm street okay yeah true true i am i'm like a big fan of just weird campy horror movies like i i genuinely have a lot of fun with it so this kind of stuff you're talking about like it's really piquing my interest like I've, i feel like this will be a lot of fun to watch but i do also on the same side feel that it almost is the wrong franchise to do all this in like, yeah 100%. it sounds like it's it would be a different franchise yeah 100 yeah. this sounds like freddy krueger shit honestly like with all like, yeah. the wackiness that's in it anyways halloween six paul rudd um so how paul rudd comes into this oh i'm sorry any backtrack jamie lloyd jamie lloyd is murdered in the prologue of this oh, man pretty brutally too she she does not make it. Nobody is lasting. Mm-mm. But you're you're asking, okay, what about the baby? In Am this, I? <laughs> in this <laughs> chase scene, they go in and out a few places. And it's she two kinda... men and a baby. It's Paul Rudd, Michael Myers, and a newborn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Um I would watch a I would I would watch that sitcom. <laughs> I would have watched that Somebody stupid sitcom. Poster. Yeah, we need we need a poster. <laughs> I can this make thing. that poster. <laughs> oh my god! So, anyways, so in the chase scene, uh, Jamie Lloyd kind of hides her baby in a public bathroom that Paul Rudd that Paul Rudd discovers a day or two later. Um, and so, what? yes, so Paul Rudd finds the baby. Doesn't. How old is Paul it. Rudd? He is. 
how old is he? That's a great question. I think he's in his teens. Okay. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think he's in his teens in this because he's doing some peaking Tom stuff, and I feel like that's like a high schooler thing that they, or a high schooler trope they try to put in movies. Um, yeah, yeah, you have that, Orlean. Um, so. That doesn't note anything good about where this character is going. Even though he finds a baby, I'm worried about that baby. Yeah, so he finds the baby. He kind he's kind of just like taking care of it like the whole movie. And Michael's now after this baby. Wait, does he have um, parents? Paul he, Red. He does. I don't recall them being in the movie really. Where though. are the parents in this town? They are swiftly exist? murdered. Like uh, there are there are there are parents. There are Strode parents in this movie. There is like it's like uh, Lori's uncle and aunt are in this movie, but they are murdered. <laughs> okay. um, I do feel like this is quite, it sounds like quite a fun mirroring, to be honest, of like Tommy being the little kid who needs to be protected in the first one. And now he's the one who's protecting a little kid from Michael. Like, it's mm. fun. Yeah. I, I don't think they put that much thought into it. Um, I, <laughs> okay. I think that's more of a happy accident, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining this movie being all these movies being an amazing in my mind, Brock. You're doing such a great job. So I'm going to be disappointed if I ever watch. Yeah. Also, these. this one is 1995, so we can't really be like it was the 70s. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we were just a few years away from American Pie coming out. So yeah, this was yeah. <laughs> weird time. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what else is like really pertinent from this. Um, okay, so. Lu- okay, Loomis? so what's going? Great is Loomis question. in this movie? He is, and he is very old. And this this was actually Donald Pleasance's last movie before he passed away. Oh, whoa. Um, he did not live to see this movie come out in theaters. That's how bad it was. Wow. He was like, "I'm out, guys. Thanks." <laughs> he 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 did the whole Obi Wan Kenobi thing and just like became one with the Force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool yes, that he didn't like see this character through. Like, even though like Jamie was recast, he was in this like a constant. Yeah, he's beginning. been the besides Michael, he's been the constant so far. Is yeah. this Loomis's story arc instead of Michael's? I don't know. If there's yeah. an arc for him because he's still fucking bonkers. Like, <laughs> okay. This is just like him going down his own psychosis. <laughs> so, what else you need to know about this? So, so Loomis, he's old. <laughs> that's important old and crazy okay yes and so okay think back to halloween one when he goes to smith's groves after michael has escaped and he's yelling Mm -hmm. at the guy about like you know how could you let him go and the guy's like oh he couldn't have gone that far he he doesn't know how to drive he goes well he was driving very well last night you know the whole thing Mm -hmm. so that guy's back uh is it the same actor what i how did that guy survive when all these people got (laughs) murdered well haddonfield is like Maybe a uh, Haddonfield is like fifty-ish miles away from Smith's Grove. Like it's they're not close. Like it is like a day's trip. What a random character to just like pluck out of the first one and bring back. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Does that mean that there would be cutting room floor shots of Terminator style Michael Myers just like speed walking across like the the prairie of Indiana <laughs> or wherever we are? They do do that in some, in some of the other movies that Stop. we haven't But but well, well, no, he's driving because like he he stole the car in the first movie. Who knows how he knows how to drive? But he's driving. Yes, and uh, he does a bigger road trip in the next timeline. We'll get there. Okay. So <laughs> Michael in cars. Um, road trip with Michael Myers. 
what is he like 40 now what is he's oh yeah yeah he's probably in his yeah right now. yeah yeah uh Who would you guys take a road trip with out of the the halloween franchise i reckon loomis would be fun Loomis would be fun in a car. No, dude, absolutely not. He he's he's that guy. He's that friend that you cannot predict what he's going to do. You know, <laughs> I agree with that. He's going to get you in trouble. That. Like he gets out of the car at some point and he's gone, and then you get into some <laughs> horrible mess looking for him. Yeah, or you'll get into an accident and he'll just yes. like try run away from it and get it's, out of the situation. It, your road trip with Loomis is the prequel to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. Oh my God. That's an amazing <laughs> idea. That's great. He's a fun guy though. He's a funny guy. You know, he's scaring the kids. He's pulling some jokes out. He's he holds funny. He's just under a lot of stress. Point. Yeah. Yeah, he's under some stress. A child that he, we know of. He one. indirectly was, uh, 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 I mean, like he, he's not innocent. Yeah, that's for sure. He manslaughtered like, a child. <laughs> yes. Um, and he, but also, like, I can see, like, Loomis, like, you stop at a gas station, he goes in to pay, whatever, he just comes out, he goes, you gotta start the car, and there's, like, people chasing after him, and he's like, sorry, like, like I, I got some debts I gotta pay, we gotta go. I agree. <laughs> Chaotic energy. Yeah, so, uh, to answer your question, Jasher, I guess Lori's the safest option? I don't know who else I would want to go on a road trip with in this, uh, in this franchise. Boring. Yeah, he's I mean, I'd want to be on a road he's trip. Boring. With the people who aren't in the movies because they're surviving somehow. <laughs> That's great. That's smart. Yeah. Somebody's got to work in this town. Somebody has to. Um, yeah. None of the police because they seem to die very swiftly. Um, so, anyways, the. <laughs> so where where are we at? Okay. So that so Loomis meets that guy from uh, Smiths Grove. I think his name's Doctor Wynn, and. Wynn is wanting to retire and he needs somebody to take over Smith's Grove. So naturally he'll ask this 75 year old person to what? take over. <laughs> so that's what he's doing. He's trying to like court what? Dr. Loomis to take over the, the sanitarium for him, which doesn't make any sense. But what we find out about Dr. Wynn is that he got into that. He's, he is the man in black. He's the person that is like part of like this Rue of Thorn and apparently like does what like Michael is a part of or something like he's like like they're like their puppet or whatever. And basically what the Rue of Thorn does, it's like a curse that drives you to kill your family on Halloween. Just like to try to like very like in a nutshell, explain Michael in a sentence. And so what Dr. Wynn is doing at the sanitarium and what we saw at the beginning with jamie giving birth and everything he's like trying to do like dna experiments to like extract evil and i put fucking it into called other it people. at the beginning with dr moreau <laughs> ish i called it ish yeah so it's what what this is like some vampire diary shit like what this is crazy again when i think of halloween and michael Myers, i don't think like weird spiritual cults and the whole man in black thing who is just like a doctor at another sanitarium. Like, what are these yeah. men doing? Yeah. <laughs> They're bored. I don't know. They're I mean, bored. What are men doing? That's a great question, Jason. Evergreen question. <laughs> like, what are men doing with their time? <laughs> are the men okay? Uh, no. <laughs> 
you know how like was it like in the 70s or 80s or maybe even the 90s like there would be like that commercial that would air like 10 p.m. be like do you know where your kids are like that should be like that should we should do we should bring that back be like do you what know are where your doing? parents are no no child knows <laughs> you know where their parents are they're doing leading cults killing families yeah man oh, man so wow. Okay. Anyways, just to kind of like wrap this up a little bit, what happens at the end of this movie? Paul Rudd and um, Paul Paul Rudd and I, for, I forget who else was like in this, but like it's like one of the other like Michael's like second cousins or something. I don't know. They <laughs> <laughs> them and Doctor Loomis get involved in all this and are trying to protect the baby because they don't want the baby to be the sacrifice. Blah blah blah. Oh right, the um, baby. Yes, the baby's still in this. So how this movie ends. It goes back to like that place that we opened up where like Jamie gave birth and Michael is like chasing them further and further into this. And like you end up in this weird lab where there's like uh, there's, there's just a lot of like weird like genetic material and stuff in there. And like uh, feed it looks like fetuses and tubes and stuff. It's like, what's going on? So anyways, um, Paul Rudd beats up Michael Myers and he gets like a, like eight syringes of just green substance stabs him with it it seems to slow him down and then he beats him with a pipe or something and michael starts to bleed green for some reason doesn't not explain the x-files now yeah and so (laughs) it ends with presuming michael has been thwarted and they're all about to leave and they're like dr loom where's the body where's the body it's it's there so uh our characters are leaving and dr loomis like Dr. Loomis, you know, do you want to come with us? And for some reason, he's like, no, I need to. Oh, by the way, this is all like Smith's Grove. Like all of these experiments are happening in the basement of Smith's Grove. I feel like what? that was important. Um, so Loomis, is, Loomis for some reason says like, no, I need to stay, blah, blah, blah. And then like, we cut to the room where Michael and Paul Rudd fought. We just see the mask of Michael, not his body. And we hear Dr. Loomis get killed off screen somewhere screaming. And... <laughs> That's the implication the fr- is that it's Michael. Yeah, the implication is that it's Michael killing him. Sure. And that's how the first original timeline of Halloween ends, right there. <laughs> Not great. Not great. I don't Halloween want to was, watch it. Halloween Wild. four. Halloween two is a banger. Halloween four is eh, Halloween five. Oh god! And you know it's all downhill from there. <laughs> I want to watch it. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, let us know. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of curious, but I don't want to subject myself to it. Or we could do commentary for that one. I'll do commentary. <laughs> we should definitely do a commentary for like part five or part six. Okay. I think that would be really I'm good. I'm into that. Maybe four too. Yeah. Let's just do all of them. Hey. All right. No. So, <laughs> um, okay. So that is the original timeline, uh, also known as the Jamie Lloyd trilogy or the Ruth Thorne timeline. So this timeline includes... Halloween 78, Halloween 2, Halloween 4, 5, and 6. And I got to admit, it is my least favorite. Yeah, that doesn't really... The the first movie, such a pinnacle. And then to go through... uh, Just awful. Terrible. What happened? And they realized that they did a bad job, (laughs) too. (laughs) Which is why we get drumroll a second timeline to try to correct some of this stuff. (laughs) 
the second timeline is sometimes called like the Laurie Strode, or at least what I'm calling is like the Laurie Strode reset timeline. So in this, we have Halloween one, Michael strikes Halloween two is still part of this. So Michael and Laurie are still uh, siblings and, and uh, Dr. Loomis still survive. Both Michael and Dr. Loomis still survive the events of this movie. Somehow, somehow they don't explain it. And then the next movie in this timeline that is wiping the can and starting over as this franchise likes to do with rebooting a couple of different times. We go from Halloween two to Halloween H two O 20 years later. Oh, uh, we jump straight to that. We jump straight to that. Oh, okay. So the only thing Canon is part one and part two. They're still siblings and Lori got to see the next day and went off uh, into the sunset. So, it is 20 years later, and you're probably asking yourself, where is everybody? Dr. In Loomis- high school for some reason. I <laughs> remember from the, the trailers. <laughs> there is. And so uh, before I get into it, Jay Sher, have you actually have you seen H2O? No, I haven't. No, I haven't seen any of these ones in this the rest of this timeline. I always I it's it's pretty random that this is like a what are they calling it nowadays? A requel? Is this like yeah. one of the first requels? That ever happened in the nineties? Yeah, well, I feel like Halloween Four was almost like a requel, but like right. yeah, this one it is it is like it is kind of like a reboot. It has similar plots, um, or I'm sorry, uh, plot beats as to the first movie. And a lot of people really like this because this movie came out in the wake of Scream, and Kevin Williamson ah. was the script mm-hmm. doctor for this movie. Oh no way! I didn't realize he did it. Halloween H2O was a massive movie. Like it had advertising, it had budget. It was a huge like moment. I skipped it, but I remember that. Well, also think about what was so big about this, kind of like how Halloween 4 was so big because it was the return of Michael Myers. This is the return of Jamie Lee Curtis. She's back mm, in the franchise. Uh, that's why. She, okay. Yeah. So she she comes back and, you know, so it's Halloween 2, straight to H2O. Um, and this movie also introduces another new actor this is josh hartnett's first movie wow oh this in the faculty came out the same year this one came out no way this one one came out in august the faculty came out on christmas day of 1998 christmas day yeah so weird (laughs) what's with the halloween series being like a launch pad for all these actors into their careers right yeah we get so far we have just about anybody i think (laughs) Yeah, they're cheap. They're cheap. Yeah. yeah. So so far we've launched uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Paul Rudd, and um, Josh Hartnett. Hartnett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so what's going on? Oh, and also another person's in this movie. This is not their first movie, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in this movie too. No. Wow. This and was L- this was a big LL deal. Cool J. Yeah. It, okay. See, Joseph Gordon-Levitt became a big deal after this. LL Cool J was already cool, so yeah. that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so is uh, Alan Arkin. He's in this movie. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, so yeah, there, there's a bunch of people in this. Again, so H2O, 20 years later. So what? So where is Laurie Strode? She is kind of like in witness protection, uh, sort of. She She faked her own death, and she now goes by the name of Carrie Tate. She nice. does not live in Haddonfield, Illinois, because who would do that? I'm already loving this. Yeah. She has moved to California and she is a headmaster of a like boarding school in California. And Josh Hartnett is her son. Okay. 
So that's the relationship in the movie. Uh, Dr. Loomis, he, uh, they had him survive the events of Halloween two, but he died of old age in between movies is like how they wrote that off. And yeah, I think that's about all you need to know about that. So, Oh wait, Michael, does Jamie Lee Curtis know about the brother sister thing? Yes. Okay. She does because she she finds out in part two. Sorry, I don't know if I explained okay. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she does, and she also has like some like flashback memories of like visiting Michael in the sanitarium as a child. Okay. Um. Anyways, so Lori, and this is cool because this is like the first time that the that the franchise gets to kind of explore how is Lori mentally post these attacks and everything Mm -hmm. and she is super she she is kind of paranoid she she has a she's on all sorts of medications she is kind of an alcoholic a little bit like a functioning one and she she's very strict with her son josh hartnett in this like it's halloween's coming up she has like a rule he's not allowed to go out he has to stay home that's very fair look i get it right yes and josh hartnett he's just trying to get out and Go be with his girlfriend and like, you know, go ha- be a teenager. He's, he's 17 in this, the same age that Lori was when oh. Michael attacked her. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's like extra on this. And so Michael kind of, I forget how they open it or, or frame it, but like he like, he, he escapes or he's on. Oh, no, 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 no. I remember now. Halloween 2, his body was never recovered from the explosion at the hospital. He didn't, he's been missing ever since. So for 20 years, he's just been on the loose. So there haven't been any Halloween killings for 20 years. Uh, I think they do do this interesting. I say interesting. They do a montage (laughs) uh, with the opening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do like this, um, this opening credit sequence where they go over like newspaper things. It's mostly stuff from the first two movies, but there's some stuff that's like, wait, I don't think those were in those movies. So like, but it's more of like a. Like traveling that. serial killer kind of vibe maybe yeah. he's still in haddonfield at the opening of the movie who wouldn't arrest him? what so he's he, so he breaks into dr loomis's house how does he find out which one is dr. where loomis's has he been house? for 20 years though on the loose i don't know just wandering and, around haddonfield like making a loop i wonder <laughs> if he ever took off the mask to just like beg for money or something Shower? and then like, like he would take shifts i don't know of like just being homeless and being michael who was driving yeah surely he was just giving people car rides that's how he made his money he doesn't well, have a license <laughs> okay there's uh, no way uh, he could get a license stop no no there isn't so he breaks into dr loomis's house he loomis has these files of where Lori is hiding and everything for some reason so Michael finds that, and then he steals a car, and he drives to California from Illinois. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, which I love the Did idea. Did he read of, maps? Like, what? He, how does he know he... to stop for gas? You know, right? How yeah. is he paying for gas? Great question. We do <laughs> see he... him steal a car halfway through the trip. So I assume he's just like, well, I <laughs> he just kept stealing yeah, cars. runs out. He's getting I another mean, one. That would make the most sense, but then also. Where are the police? I swear to God. We're past that point. And Jasher, part of the reason I asked this is because like we live in such a police state that I'm shocked at how easy this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
this is I like 70s they, anymore. Yeah, yeah. I like how they That's did lead funny. into the driving stuff, though, because like it was just randomly in the first two movies, he knew perfectly how to like drive a car around and stop nicely and nicely like pull what? into places. He was just the perfect driver from the get go. As soon as he got out of the mental asylum, and then I love how they're just leaning into it, like he's. Driving's his passion, not killing. You know, that's one of the classes they let them have for some reason. We're not sure why. (laughs) Driving for murderers. Yes, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of like one of those things like, well, well, we've already established it. It'd be weird if he wasn't driving. Yeah. Just lean back into it. Yeah. Uh, It makes me think back to that Supernatural episode we watched where Lena Dracula (laughs) drives a moped. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would be more realistic because how is he getting all these cars? Blah, 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 blah. So, so what you need to know about what happens here. He gets to the um, to the boarding school, wreaks havoc, kind of. I The thing I dislike about this movie is that so much of the kills happen off screen. There's like maybe two kills on screen. Like, ugh, it's so frustrating. Um, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, there's a showdown between Michael and Lori. Michael gets put into custody and... Lori is like, he needs to die. And so she snaps. She steals a gun from a police officer and she pretty much hijacks the ambulance that Michael is. What? And she, (laughs) she takes this ambulance far away. She crashes and then they roll down this hill and Michael is out of the ambulance. And he like, he's like pinned between like the car and like a tree, I think. And she has an ax or so, you know, and she's like, I'm this ends tonight. I'm going to kill him. And chop off his head. That's what she does. And she chops off his head. What? And Love it. That's go how the Lori. movie ends. Go, Lori. Let's go. Okay. So H2O ends with Lori enacting revenge and trying to end it, and she kills Michael Myers, chops off his head. Nice. And I can guess how this is gonna go, because isn't the next one called Resurrection? No, it's so once again, so once again, where did you come from? Just die. So Halloween Resurrection is kind of known as like the bottom of the barrel. Like so many people do dislike this one. I've never heard of it. Yeah, there's Tyra Banks is in this movie. Um, Busta Rhymes is a predominant character in this movie. Uh, Orlean, uh Ryan Merriman is in this, and in case you don't recognize that him. name, oh, <laughs> excuse you. <laughs> oh, whoa, okay, this is for the audience then. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know who is this guy. He was an actor that did a bunch of uh, <laughs> Disney Channel original movies. Uh, he was right. the main guy in Smart House, Luck of the Irish. Um, he is in this movie. Oh, I had no main, idea. He's a main character in this movie, and Katie Sackhoff is in this movie too. Wow, yeah, I'm sorry. Really? I'm still just stuck on how yeah. this is a real step down from Disney Channel original movies. He he did this, and it was like around the same time though he was doing those movies, which is crazy because wow. he he did this and like? <laughs> Final Destination Part Three while he was doing oh, those God. Disney movies, which is I just love that. Raka, I know you said that most people think this is the bottom of the barrel, but do you like this one? Because you said before that the first timeline is your least favorite, so that means you like this timeline more. <laughs> So H2O, a lot of people love that movie. I'm extremely lukewarm for several reasons. I I, I, I don't know if I want to like go into like a full review of it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 it's a Scream movie. It's not a Halloween movie, and that's my main issue. So, okay. Yeah. And also, okay, I'll stop there. 
for Halloween <laughs> Resurrection, it's a bad movie. I hate it, and I hate its guts. But wow, but but this was for whatever reason. I don't know why. This was the movie that me and my friends would rent on DVD and watch on the weekends. Like 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 we're like hey we want to watch like a, a, a cheesy one. horror movie. It was available at Redbox. And so we would rent this one wow. and just watch this one. And so this is the one I've seen. I, I watched in high. I watched this one at high school a bunch. And as a high schooler, the premise was interesting. Okay. So let, let and, uh, people that are like clamoring, like I love, hate, I don't love this movie, but like the premise is stupid, but it's so stupid. Like I find it interesting. I don't I can't yeah. explain it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. So you're you're wondering where is Lori after chopping off Michael's head? And how do they retcon this? Because they do retcon this. <laughs> so since killing Michael, Lori has been kind of like in this sanitarium because like she snapped, she <laughs> kidnapped and murdered a man, and um, they're like they open up in the hospital. Like these nurses are giving her pills and everything. Blah blah blah. Turns out, and they open this up. Uh, in like this prologue it turns out that she didn't kill michael that michael bamboozled everybody and that he found a person crushed no, his larynx no. so he couldn't talk and made him wear the costume no awful. that's awesome that's so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah so michael michael bamboozled everybody did a switcheroo made, made another dude wear the outfit so Lori killed an innocent person is what this movie is saying oh Eye roll. So many eye rolls. And in this prologue, this movie is really bad. I'm now like, I'm going to have a long, hard look at myself in the mirror after this. I can't believe I've like got so much enjoyment out of this movie over the years. But um, so in this prologue, Michael finds Lori, of course, at the sanitarium. And she's been like preparing for this moment. And she she's like booby trapped. Uh, like the the rooftop and she has like this pulley system basically it's like that trap where like you step in the rope and it like flings you up yeah. and you're like hanging upside down they end up up there she is moments from killing him and so as i said lori uh lori accidentally accidentally lori like killed instant man because michael did his whole switcheroo so michael he's like tugging at his mask like no like, like, like pretending to like want to take it off i think wherever like trying to make her think like this is someone He's else again. again yeah 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 and she's like i don't know she like goes over she gets closer to him michael somehow gets the upper hand and he kills laurie and and she, he stabs her in the gut and she falls to her death and this is how this timeline canonically tries to say the end of laurie strode at least they like gave her on-screen death instead of an off-screen but oh my um, gosh so that's Does the prologue. Michael die? Mike, nope. Oh, that's the prologue. This is the prologue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the end of the movie that you. Had this is the prologue. Like, okay. Is, and believe it or not, this is a very quick. It's only like eighty minutes, and like there's not a whole lot going on in this movie. So. Okay. Wow. The premise of the movie. So L O Cool J comes into this. Katie Sackhoff comes into it. Tyra Banks comes into it. And L. I'm sorry, not L O Cool J. That was the last movie. Uh, Buster Rhymes is in this, and he hosts a a show. I can't tell if it was a show or a network, but it's called Dangertainment, and it's basically it's like it like it it, it predates what we have now, like people live streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. But this was a show that was like live streaming on the internet in like 
2002 or whenever this movie came Who out. Who was watching it? Weirdos. And <laughs> so the premise of the show is that they're trying to find contestants. And what they're going to do is they're going to lock themselves in the Michael Myers house and try to see if they could like look for clues to figure out why he was evil. I hate to say it, I would consider doing that, even though it's very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, at least you're bought in like at this point. Yeah. I I could see a dumb version of myself being like, yeah, what the hell? Well, see, oh, okay. Besides, like actually participating in that, but you could kind of see he's like a t- like a fourteen, fifteen year old be like, oh, what a cool idea for a movie. Yeah, totally. Like, and like, what are is. the odds he's gonna be like in the walls? And now I'm afraid that's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, you're kind of spot on. So, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so they all lock themselves in. But uh, a little like note to this is that. So like they're live streaming this and one of the participants, she's been like aiming this guy named whose screen name is Deckard, who is played by Ryan Merriman. And so Ryan Merriman is at a Halloween party and he is avoiding the Halloween party by going into the dude's like office and going on the computer and just watching the live stream (laughs) of them in the house. And so relatable. Okay. And so he's like aiming her on her, um, it, w- it wasn't a cell phone. What were those like organizer devices that people had before? Oh, like, cell phones Black got super Berries? smart. Like PDAs? It was before Black. What was, what was the other one? PDAs? PDA. Yeah. 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 It was like one of those. Okay. So they're like aiming on that. And the movie plays on like he's watching stuff and he's like sending her messages about like, where, oh, okay. like what's happening. So it turns out they locked themselves in the house of Michael Myers, and uh, and and also Busta Rhymes like staged stuff in the house that like he he put like in fake clues to try to oh, explain okay. why Michael did, and it, it it's irrelevant. So Michael kills everyone, blah blah blah. Deckard Ryan Merriman is like trying to like give them updates about where he's at because he's watching and everything, blah blah blah. And this movie ends with Busta Rhymes. Uh, the final girl whose name I forget facing off with Michael Myers in a burning shed. And a key note is that Busta Rhymes loves Kung Fu movies in, in this. And he's always kind of doing like Kung no. Fu moves. So no. he literally does Kung Fu on Michael Myers it. in this movie. I don't believe it. Yes. <laughs> it's the 2000s. The yeah. 2000s were awful. <laughs> yeah, they, they were, were truly the pits of culture. Sorry. No, yeah. Agreed. So, yes, uh, we got a lot of grunge music out of it, but or emo music. <laughs> there out was of some it, good but... music, but we suffered for it. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. So, this movie ends with Busta Rhymes kung fu kicking Michael Myers in the chest into fire. Yeah, and they presume they got him. And like, wait, why Busta... is anybody just presuming they got him at this point? <sighs> Hasn't he been haunting this town for like 40 years now? Well, in this... Oh, wait. We're in California. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We're back at the Myers house. They need to kill Michael Myers. Laurie was right, like, cutting his head off. They got to chuck him in a grinder. They got to do something to him. Mm -hmm. 100% Jager. I... Yeah, it, 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 that was like I can understand like people loving H two O because like it does the thing that you scream. So just cut off the head. Just yeah, cut yeah. off the fucking head. Yeah, you know. So um, we got to do a commentary track on resurrection. Um, so, <laughs> uh, it's bonkers, stupid. So 
anyways, it ends with Buster Rhymes giving like this speech to uh, like a news outlet. He's like, Michael Myers, he's a shark and blah, blah, blah. He's like going on this whole thing. And then like the final girl that survived, she just like, she just talks to herself. She's like, thank you, Deckard, wherever you are. And <laughs> just, and then it ends what? on Michael. Yeah. Because like, he was the one like giving them like the, the messages yeah. where he was. And so the movie ends with the body of Michael Myers ending up at the morgue and they're about to perform an autopsy or whatever on him. And then his eyes open and that's it. And oh that, so that, God. so that is the end <laughs> of the, H2O timeline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this one's a little bit better than the original one, original timeline, but not much. Man. I like the creativity. I actually love the premise for resurrection. Like that does sound like a cool take. <laughs> I just want it as a different movie. Make it its own yeah, movie. That's, it. that's what we need to get. Yeah. It should have been a different. It right. Like don't make this a Michael Myers thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's silly. Um, also, sorry, I looked this one up, and the script was originally pitched as Halloween colon Michael Myers dot com. Oh my <laughs> god, that is! They should have gone with that atrocious. title. Atrocious. No, that's so bad. <laughs> when we're talking about alternate titles, I did see it floating out there for Halloween H two O was um, Halloween H two O: The Revenge of Laurie Strode, which I think would have been kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, Especially I don't how the really get ends. the H two O thing. I mean, I understand like the 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 Halloween with twenty, but I don't really get like was it a water thing? It is weird to me too. Yeah, everyone just calls it H two O, which like makes there was no other tie in. Yes, it should have been like... on a boat. Oh God! Yes. It got a... oh, Jesus, Jason gone full Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Well, what you do is. Someone's wanting to live in the Myers house. Yeah, Jason takes a hand. Someone's living in the Myers <laughs> oh, house. God. It's a rich billionaire, but they don't want to live in it in that country that it's in. So they're taking it on a boat to another country. You know, writes itself. <laughs> Going into the third canonical timeline of the Halloween franchise. We, we're, we're getting there because the next two after this are very short. What all is included in this one? We start off at Halloween 1978, Michael Myers attacks. Halloween 2 is not included in this. We go Ooh. straight from Halloween, the first movie, to Halloween 2018, the David Gordon Green movie. So this is now the David Gordon Green timeline and probably my favorite I'm intrigued. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, cool. I'm, I'm glad Jay sure agree, agrees with me too. So Halloween happens. And the, the big difference is that because Halloween two is not part of this. And they make this very clear on Halloween 2018 is that Lori and Michael are not related. Mm-hmm. That is probably one of the biggest differences. Okay. In this I'm into this. Yes. And Halloween, I, I stand by Halloween 2018 is my favorite Halloween sequel movie. Nice. Um, I think it's it, I think it's like a legit good movie. It's great. It has so many callbacks to all the other movies I've been talking about. There's like Easter eggs for all of them in this. Um, it's scary. Michael is terrifying in this. There are some weird stuff in it that people debate. But honestly, the weird thing that's in this with um, the Dr. Sartan, the new Dr. Loomis stand in. 
the twist doesn't bug me that much like it does other people, but we'll get to it. Okay. So, so early. And so this is 40 years after the first movie. Wow. And Michael has been in a sanitarium Smith Grove the whole time. And Lori has stayed in Haddonfield. She has been married, been divorced. She has just a- moved to the next town over. <laughs> my God. We'll get there. So she she still lives in Haddonfield. She has she has a daughter that they're not estranged, but there there is a lot of tension there. They're not close. Yeah. And Lori's granddaughter, Allison is uh, kind of like being introduced as like one of the new final girls in this. Wait, okay. How old is her daughter? So like an adult daughter? Yeah, an adult. Uh, played by Judy Greer, actually. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so adult daughter and who has a daughter named Allison who is in high school. Okay. And um, so is this movie does a cool thing with like the, the th- like three generation of Strode women all like mm. going through the same battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. So, and... Lori has become this survivalist. She, she, her house is surrounded by floodlights and a fence, and she has turned into like a weapons specialist. This she seems ha- like the most realistic outcome. Yeah, exactly. Seems like the perfect sequel to the original, to be honest. Same mm-hmm. themes. Like, yeah, it's great. Absolutely. And she's like a weapons specialist. She has a bunker with like. Nice. With with like just so many weapons, and she mm-hmm. trained her daughter, uh, played by Judy Greer, to be a survivalist mm-hmm. as well. And that's kind of like where some of their tension is because she's like, "You've been trying to pass on your trauma to me." Michael Myers is never coming out. Yeah. That's where like the tension comes. And so it's Halloween, twenty eighteen, and Michael is being transferred to um to to a different facility, and of course the bus crashes and he is loose. <laughs> These drivers are awful. <laughs> yeah. So he's on the loose. It, 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 it plays similar beats to the first movie, but in a good way, you know, he's yeah. instead of killing Lori's friends, he's killing out his, her granddaughter's friends and babysitting okay. and all that. And he knew because it's the same house. So he just went back to the same place. Is that he kind he, he just stumbles honestly it, it's it's oh. he kind of just stumbles onto it because like where he's driving where the bus crashed it was not far from Haddonfield sure um, well yeah so anyways he he does steal a car and all that and drives there but mm-hmm. um and but um anyways he uh, um, there's a lot to this movie and honestly I think it's really worth watching or at least I don't like want to give okay. away every detail but um anyways. He's back in Hannafield wreaking havoc, blah, blah, blah. And the twist of this movie is like how, since they're not siblings, like how do Michael and Laurie intersect? So Dr. Sartan, who's like the new Dr. Loomis, who's been studying Michael for years now. And he's so interested in like what makes him evil, what makes him want to kill. And he hates that Michael never talks. So halfway through the movie, Michael gets uh, captured by police. And Dr. Sartan's with them. And Sartan sabotages this. He kills the police officer that captured Michael. And he takes and he takes the car and he drives Michael to Lori. And because he wants Michael in Lori, because he he wants Michael to talk because he wants to learn. And he thinks if he gets in front of Lori. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Which I think is cool. Like, I think that's actually quite a clever way to reconnect them. Is someone obsessed with it and just wanting to almost recreate it? 
Yes, and he gets his just desserts. Like Michael Thompson, his head is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the kills in this are brutal and awesome. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's how they intersect, and Michael comes into and. Lori has her family, including her granddaughter and daughter, in the bunker. Mm-hmm. And Michael breaks into the house and everything. And the coolest thing about this is that the reason why Lori hasn't moved to your question, Orlean, is because she's been waiting for Michael to escape because she wants to kill him. And so she, her whole house is set up to be a trap for Michael. And like all of the doorways in her home, she can like star wars like blast door close them and to like trap him or to like keep him from going to rooms dude how many horror movies are actually just grown up home alone <laughs> how <laughs> this many? one definitely is this one definitely <laughs> is yeah <laughs> yes and so Lori is going through at this point Lori, like her daughter and granddaughter are like in their bunker and she's going through the house clearing each room and she like because oh like the cat and mouse has reversed michael is now hiding from Lori, and it's just beautiful i love in it in her yeah. house yes. right yes okay. it's so good and so um they fight he, he like knocks her out a window she like disappears for a little bit so anyways michael goes to uh attack her daughter and granddaughter in in like the bunker and he's about to get down there and then her daughter tricks michael because she had all this training from Lori. she tricks mm-hmm. michael into like lowering lowering his defensives uh defenses he makes himself exposed and he she shoots him in the neck with a rifle and then Lori pops up out of nowhere and just starts like attacking him oh and so like God. all these strode women are just like attacking michael and they mm-hmm. kick him down into the bunker and it's a trap and Lori encases him in it and then sets the whole house on fire and leaves and the the movie ends with all three strode women in the back of this pickup truck, bloodied from battle and everything. And you see Michael in the fire. And then we cut back to Michael and you don't see him, but the whole house is engulfed in flames. You just hear his breathing over the credits. And that is the end of Halloween 2018. It's fucking great. It's so good. Again, it's just the perfect continuation. It's like stands for everything the original movie stands for, I feel, and just does a real clever twist on it. I was stoked when this came out because I was expecting it to be terrible, but it was great. What's with the lack of dad slash husbands thing in these movies? He is in it. He was killed in it. Um, the, the the husband, so Lori's son-in-law is in this and he is killed yeah. towards the end of the movie. I'm just saying it's like how uh, no successful Disney kid has parents. It, it seems very much like this movie is like um, there are no husbands or like fathers or brothers protecting anybody. Yeah, you're right. Well, the next movie kind of gets into that because it's like Finally. Every, like all the kids <laughs> that we saw in the first movie are now adults and their kids are now being thrown into all of this. In, oh, okay. In this, in this time. Is that also then about how like generations are stepping up to be better fathers am i really reading into this hmm. <laughs> they're definitely not better fathers yeah it is definitely playing on the like generation type aspect to it i think which is cool and like how we deal with the trauma of mm-hmm. um, our past and how we try to protect our kids i feel um mm-hmm. it does play on and also how bit. like also how like we pass down like yeah uh, indirectly we'll pass down our trauma 
to mm-hmm. sometimes to to kids too. So getting to the next movie, it is called Halloween Kills. So and where are we at all? Like, what is Halloween Kills? We're just floating in space at this point, right? Terrific question, Orlean. So Halloween Kills, much like Halloween Two, picks directly up with where Halloween twenty eighteen ends. And oh, I remember you talking about this one. Okay. Yeah, so this one mirrors Halloween 2 where like we're it's all still the same night this movie. Damn. This whole movie's still the same night. So Lori and her family they go to the hospital and it opens up on Michael in the burning building and uh firefighters have come to take it out and Michael murders all of the firefighters. Oh man. And the whole movie is basically Michael wreaking havoc on Haddonfield and the the whole like mob justice thing that was in Halloween four is brought back into here where like everybody gets together to go and hunt him. Yeah. And I feel like I it's a little Jason bit in Halloween two as well, because I, I just watched Halloween two and like the whole town's going at the Myers house in it and are all getting behind like stopping this killer. I feel like this Halloween kills is almost like a remake of Halloween two with the uh, Almost a bit of that mob stuff, um, the focus on True. family, and then it's mostly in a hospital. Yeah, it is. And Jay, sure, and you and I have talked about this, but like, has your yeah. like thoughts changed at all about? <clears throat> I don't know, like, because the, there, there's a subplot going on in this movie, Orlean, where like, because remember, Michael, the bus he was on was filled with other people from the sanitarium, and that crashed. So like, oh, loose. oh my god, and. Yeah. There's this, so this, there's a subplot going on where people are like hunting down the wrong person and they, they think that he's Michael and like mob justice kind of kills this innocent person. And the movie takes kind of pauses to take in a moment of like, wow, what have we done? And cause they all realize I wasn't Michael and yeah. it's, it's, it's really odd. It's really weird. It's a weird sequence because like they all like kill him at the hospital where like Lori and all of them are at. Yeah, I I don't know if it's grown on me, but I I can now that it's like come out a couple years ago. I have taken a step back and like they are trying new things and to like go into some deeper themes or at least give us something to think about in these newer ones. Along like whereas it sounds like a lot of the old Halloween sequels didn't really give you much to think about. Right. Yeah. And uh, I agree with you. Like the further I get away from these two like kills and ends, the more I'm like, mm. you know, I kind of like appreciate the the creativity and kind of like, you know, like like they're trying to make it a movie about something. Yeah. Um, and there are like really good sequences in this movie too, Orlean. Um, okay. I think one of my favorite. Th- so so just to give you an update, like what's going on with Michael Myers house? Well, mm-hmm. these uh, this uh the same sex couple lives in it and they like That's renovated right. it a little bit. Yeah. They're, they're okay. called the Johns because both of their names are Johns. They go by little John and big John. And they, I love what they did with the house. Uh, Jay, sure, I don't know if, if you can recall, but like the interior is like this kind of like, uh, like forest green paint is like, yeah. like kind of like aesthetic and like they're it's Halloween night and they're like, they're being pranked on by kids and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. But remember how I mentioned a lot of these movies deal with Michael trying to get back to his home. Mm-hmm. And so Michael is trying to get back into this house. And there's this whole sequence with the Johns and Michael murders him, of course, and everything. And um, this movie 
base, there's not a whole lot to take away from this besides Michael kills a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you see him wanting to get back to his house to look out the same window that like he looked out in his bedroom and like we're That's it. Admire. He just wants to stand there and look out a window so he murders like 50 people. Well, it kind of does this whole thing where like he can see his own reflection and it's like like what did he see in his own eyes and everything? It, it's really weird. Yeah, but it is weird. Okay. S- so the movie ends with mob justice trying to kill Michael. Ugh. They it's like this whole slow-mo thing of basically these people just beating the shit out of him. And but of course, you know, it doesn't work. That like they don't kill him. And how? How? He's like fucking Superman in this. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Jason, he takes like a beating. He is just yeah, he should be dead a hundred times over. I think Tommy okay. Tommy's back, who was played by Paul Rudd. In the older ones, it's not played by Paul Rudd. It's a new take on the character, but he's just going at him with a baseball bat. Um, yeah, Michael Myers is just this unstoppable again, this unstoppable force of evil, which I feel like is quite similar to the original movie, right? Like he was shot six times by Loomis, and he was still walking. Yeah, around. but that was his first m- or second murder outing. This is forty <laughs> years later, <laughs> and he's like what sixty or seventy at this right, point. Like he's yeah, a you're young right. man. He's old age. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah but i would say this uh james J- oh my god i can't remember the name of the actor that plays michael myers in these david gordon green movies but he does a great job and he's yeah, he's terrifying he's very scary um so but so the movie ends though with michael murders uh laurie strode's daughter and and he, and he's still on the loose and he's missing and that's kind of like where the movie ends how does he get a wet? I mean, I, I get it. All the police are dead. All the firefighters are dead. All the EMTs are dead in this town. Like, you would think the National Guard would be called in it. I feel like at this, this point. is an FBI situation, like a long time ago. Like when somebody murders right. more than like three people, they're like, let's call in the FBI. Well, I think the right. trick is that like that's pretty much all Michael's done, right? Like because these only take place after the first movie. It was just a one night thing, a couple of kids. So he isn't this huge supernatural. Right. He's not killed. like a serial killer no. that's been. Okay. Yeah. They even That's a good point. Cause they even address that at Halloween 2018. Cause somebody is like, um, why is it like, why do, why do people like freak out so much about him? Like he only killed five people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like, I mean, if like, it was like five people over 40 years, you'd be like, yeah, he's targeting that family. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but Jay Shirt, you know, I, I do like kills more and more, and I that's one of them. That's one of the movies I'll, I'll kind of like put on the background sometimes. Like I'm just gonna put on like Halloween Kills as I like just like do nice. some house cleaning or whatever. So I don't know. I it, it grows on me because there are like really good sequences in it. I just yeah. kind of dislike the whole subplot with the other people and like the other uh, escaped people from from the sanitarium. It's growing on me too. It's a lot more positive the more I think about it. I don't know how harsh we were when we originally talked about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember being very positive though. You were yeah. not very positive about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's it's it, it, it's a weird mixed bag. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's get on to Halloween Ends, the uh, the last installment in the David Gordon Green Halloween timeline, and the last Halloween movie so far. Wow. So Michael has been missing for, I believe it's been a couple of years uh, at this point. He's been living in the sewers. People don't know it though, but he's been living in the sewers. Hibernating. He's like 75. He's got like a cane. (laughs) 
he is he's he's pretty banged up. He's he's not very agile in this. And this movie was extremely divisive among people, um, among fans. I gotta say, though, Jay Shirt, this has one of the best prologues I think in. Any I of the know movies. it's so good. It's shocking. Yeah, I think it's very divisive. Yes, yeah, so, among us, because I know you, you didn't really like it, Brucker. Whereas it's probably my favorite Halloween sequel. Oh wow! Yeah, I uh, the the first time I watched this, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> oh god, I was like angry, and we'll we'll get into it. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get on my manifesto here in a second, but uh, just to explain to Oraline. Okay why this is a divisive divisive movie i'm also looking it up because i'm so curious (laughs) so so this movie michael myers really isn't in it that much and it's kind of doing that thing with jamie lloyd where like it tees like could she be like the the passing of the torch they introduce this character named Corey, who has not been in halloween 2018 or halloween kills oh so he he he, he's in the prologue and he's babysitting on like a halloween night i'm into that He's babysitting and the kid that he's babysitting is a you know shitty kid. And the kid pulls a joke on him where the kid kind of like locks him. There's like the spiral staircase at the top of it. There's like kind of like this doorway that goes into their attic. And the kid mm-hmm. tricks him and locks him in the attic. And he's like banging, trying to get out and everything. He's like, you know, let me fucking. And he's, he's getting mad. He's like, let me fucking. I'm going to fucking kill you, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, he kicks open the door inadvertently. He, with him kicking the door, it makes the kid fall back, and the kid falls over the staircase, and he lands and breaks his neck. Sure. And so the parents come home to just their kid dead, and Corey's there, and the last thing they heard was, "Let me out, or I'm going to kill you." And so, but he clearly fell down the stairs. Okay. It's so shocking, like the gasps in my theater. It, It was crazy. Yeah, it's it's really good prologue, and it's very okay. like holy shit, what is this? And and also it, it like kind of foreshadows that like Michael didn't do the opening kill, and it's like oh Michael might not be in this movie that much. Yeah, that sounds a little screamy as a setup, actually. Yeah, it, but yeah. it still has like the moody and the atmosphere okay. too of a Halloween movie. And so, oh, where we go from here, Corey is. You know, he's like an outcast sort of because like a lot of people see him as like a child killer mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Uh, his parents, his mom, like kind of is like abusive towards him and all this stuff. So, anyways, him and Allison kind of become smitten with each other because they both feel like they're outcasts because a lot of people f- view Allison. Who's Allison and- again? This is Lori Strode's granddaughter. Oh yes, got it. Okay, so so she's living. So her and Lori are living together, right? Because Judy Greer got killed in the last one. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. So she is. Um, she also feels like an outcast because people blame the Strodes for Michael just killing everyone else in the town because he's after sure. them. So so they're both kind of outcasts, but they both find each other and like they're you know they have like a little bit of romance this movie does have play a lot on their relationship the score as they're like cuddling each other on the motorbike with the lights oh. and so <laughs> well it's th- that motorbike sequence they bring up jay sure is hilarious so anyways <laughs> uh cory gets bullied a lot and you know 
these are like small town kid bullies so which are like a different breeze where they they like bully to the point like they almost like kill him and Mm -hmm. he like falls over this bridge and god he survives he's okay but it's kind of like the area he falls him and michael intersect basically because it's near like the same sewer system and michael like grabs him and like there's this moment like they lock eyes and like they could like set like sense each other's psyches It's almost like in, and after that encounter, Corey, like just like has like the urge to kill, like, like Jay sure. Like, like I feel like it kind of goes that quickly from A to B. Yeah. It's very quick. It's a very different movie. Um, because I, I feel like it does play with some of the themes in the original, like Michael was just this mindless killer with the, just these dark urges that weren't explained. And I feel like this plays in it such a way that maybe this town does something to people. Maybe this darkness and mm. evil can do things to people and make them change. And Corey changes. Yeah. And he he just gets like the, the taste for blood. And so he he he, he kind of like enacts revenge on people that have been like oppressing him. Yeah. And it's like kind of like the theme of this. And there's even like a moment where like he asked Michael to teach him and like him and Michael go and kill people together. Oh, this is very Criminal Minds. Yeah, and like Michael, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael doesn't talk, but like there is kind of like this, there is kind of like this master apprentice sort of thing with it, like a rule of two almost. <laughs> and so, but the 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 scene that Jasher brought up, like him on the motorcycle, it was so funny because Michael and Corey go and kill some kill someone, and then it immediately cuts to Corey on a motorcycle, and you can see someone's arms are wrapped around him. It's like, oh my god, is Michael? but it 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 zooms out and you see it's just allison so okay (laughs) and so anyways uh cory goes a little bit over the edge he decides he wants to kill uh laurie strode because because like it's like this weird bond because like since he has like the michael essence he's like for some reason like drawn to like want to murder laurie and he can't explain it and, but Lori also okay. picks up the sense that like he has the evil in him because she could like sense Michael. Ooh. It's weird. So Corey tries to kill Lori. Lori kills Corey. And that kind of just like ends there. But the final showdown is that Michael shows up and it's like, he's kind of like with Michael killing these people, he's kind of like back at like rejuvenation almost. It's a weird thing. So Lori and Michael get into this big battle in her kitchen and long story short, short, her and Allison pin him to their like kitchen island and like just stab him to death and just like slit his throat and everything. Oh my god! It's pretty brutal. And the the police come and they're like, "Oh my god, you killed Michael Myers!" And they're like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Well, we really need to make sure he's dead." And Finally. so they're like, "There's only <laughs> yes. one. There's only one thing that we can do." They strap Michael to the hood to, to like the top of their car and like they like parade him almost like a funeral procession around Haddonfield. Ew, what? And then like they a take deer him. they shot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. And then they take him to I think it's like this auto shop where they have kind of like this grinder to like grind up metal bits. Breakers, and they yeah. throw and they throw Michael's body into it. And they you see it. You see his body be just like crushed oh, into God. hamburger meat and so like michael is dead 
Halloween. And there's no bamboozling, no switcherooing. His mask is off in this. He is, that is Michael Myers. Where's the mask? Where's the mask? Who has the mask? (laughs) Do you remember Jay Shrew? I kind of forget. I can't remember. Well, it's not Corey Uh because he's dead too, right? So who knows? Yeah. Allison. Did they put the mask in with him after it? That might have been. They should have, just in case that was also evil. Yeah, if it if it isn't in that, it's been completely dropped. Like it, it like it okay. wasn't like there wasn't even like a little hint of like it wasn't oh, like Jumanji here. where it washes up on a beach and some kids are like, what's this? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> um, and so it ends with, uh, with with Allison just moving away from Haddonfield and feeling like a sense of closure that she could move on and go to a different town. Yeah, and Lori finishes her autobiography and. That's Halloween. Halloween ends. Th- 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 thoughts on this timeline compared to the others? Arlene, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. This one seems so violent. I don't like how violent this timeline is. I'm not. in. I mean, I understand some of the positives that you've brought up, but it just seems so violent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely is. It it's is. definitely the darkest, the darkest timeline. It's very like, yeah. It's very dark. It very plays with the themes of evil and trauma, which is kind of why I like it, because I feel like the original did a little bit. It wasn't this violent, but it was dark. Um, Yeah, I guess I don't really associate the first Halloween with evil because there's not even enough story to say like, oh, he's evil because you're like, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's got the devil's yeah. eyes, and that's pretty much as much as we get, right? He's just unstoppable, black-eyed, <laughs> right. like, dude. It's just like people's opinions, and you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But this, man, I don't know. This has such a high body count. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And some of the kills are just, like, brutal. Yeah. Well, the reason, the reason I like Halloween ends, and I guess this whole trilogy is because there's two things about the Halloween series I think I really like is the first one, again, just how dark it is, how they don't need to explain much. It's just this soulless killer doing his thing. And the second thing, which I'm sure we'll quickly get into soon, but Halloween 3 season of The Witch is just this random story about like robots and cults and killer TV. And it's completely unassociated from Michael Myers, but it still feels like a Halloween movie, like just something else happening somewhere else on Halloween. And I think like that's kind of why I like this trilogy. It's because the first one, Halloween 2018, plays off themes of the original. Halloween Kills almost does a better version of Halloween 2. And then Halloween Ends brings in this theme of another killer doing something else on Halloween and being like getting real unique and doing its own thing, but then subtly tying it into Michael mm. Myers. I think it's just very like it's probably the best route they could could have taken with it. I think it's quite clever. Okay. Yeah, I think my issue with Halloween ends though is that because like I I'm not against the like the Corey character was really interesting to me. Like I yeah. thought his arc was fascinating, and also the actor playing him was like because he does don the Michael Myers mask and the jumpsuit and all okay. that. And yeah. it was the same actor doing the kills in that suit, and he was phenomenal. He was and, good, eh? Hey. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was really good. And his kills were awesome. And it was like, it was like kind of weird because like you felt like almost sympathy for him because he was like getting revenge on like these people that have just been like oppressing mm. him his whole life. So mm. it's like, it's kind of like this weird thing. But um, I think it's a bad way to end your trilogy is to introduce a character you have 
no ties with who's right. such who has such a big arc in it and you're kind of leaving the strodes on the sideline yeah I, I, I think i think it's not a good way like if this was say like the the first or the set even the second movie in this trilogy mm-hmm. i think it would have been better i just think it's a bad way to end a trilogy yeah I get that. Like Chuck Corian is one of her classmates in the first movie. It did come completely out of nowhere <laughs> in this third one. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, but I gotta say, this one's my favorite timeline, and I love nice. Halloween 2018. It's one of my favorite horror movies. And my own little headcanon, just because I like these movies, I like to include Halloween 2 in this. I know it doesn't make <laughs> sense, like continuity wise, but like that hasn't stopped any of these movies, really. Sure. So. <laughs> Alrighty, so we got two more quick ones, Orlean. Okay. And these two are unique because they do not start at the first Halloween movie. So the first one is uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And that's it. This one is a self-contained anthology movie. Awesome. Uh, Yes. And this one is bonkers. (laughs) It's very strange and weird. And it feels like it's your taste, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh so so this one deals with uh, again no Lori, no Michael, no characters that we've been introduced with. Mm-hmm. In fact, it takes place in northern California. And it's we 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 open up on a guy who is running from like these men in suits that are trying to kill him. And you don't know why, and anyways, he winds up in the hospital. And while he's at the hospital, one of the men in suits comes and murders him with his bare hands. Not just like murders him, but he's able to like crush his skull with his bare hands. It's very X-Files. Okay. Yes. And as he's leaving, the nurse realizes what he's done. She's like screaming for help. And the doctor is trying to, the staff is trying to chase him. And he goes out into the parking lot, douses himself in gasoline and lights himself on fire. And his car blows up. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> These movies love explosions. They do. Yes, they do. Cards exploding, fire. Yeah. <laughs> it was the 80s. Uh, so <laughs> Everybody had dynamite. <laughs> right. So, uh, so the daughter of the man that whose head got crushed in like comes into this. And I, I don't fully, maybe Jason, maybe you can remind me, I don't like fully understand why the doctor gets involved in this investigation, but the doctor and the daughter decide to figure out why these people assassinated her dad. Yeah, I do not know. And this doctor is like quite an old dude. And doesn't he get together with the daughter? It's like a sex scene yeah. in this. It's like, guy, there what is are you a doing? weird, there is what a weird you... sex scene with them in <laughs> this. <was> so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, is it's... it even Halloween? <laughs> It is in Halloween. Yes. Okay. Yes. It, is it opens with up that, like, eight days before Halloween. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It is playing with that like different people somewhere else, dark urges on Halloween. And it's not even the night of Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah, yeah, is Michael Myers t- is in this, right? He's just on like a TV oh. for a couple of seconds because <laughs> they're not even in the same so, world. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Because like in this movie, like the first Halloween movie is like a movie in this universe. Like, yeah. like, Stop. That's yes. insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they um 
so anyways the in this is another drunk doctor and a key <laughs> thing is that like his ex-wife uh bought his kids these like halloween masks and they're like you either get a pumpkin a skull or a witch mask and they're all made by the same uh supplier called uh silver shamrock uh like trinkets merchandise and there's this constant there's this commercial that's constantly being played in like tv commercials and radio ads and it has this whole jingle it has this whole song like eight more days of halloween and like does this whole thing and so anyways the doctor and this uh the woman through clues go to this town and where the silver shamrock uh factory it, it is at it's like this company town which this is like one of your favorite tropes or is like a small town yeah. with a secret <laughs> yeah. and so like er- everybody in the town treats them weird as like outsiders Ooh. and like you, you kind of see them like sort of spying on them and like the men in suits keep like kind of popping up in shadows and stuff so anyways this town was bought by this man named Cochrane who is an Irish immigrant and he like started the silver shamrock thing blah 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 is this town anyway. Westworld? like i'm i'm so curious what's gonna happen <laughs> oh my goodness so uh they, they this movie takes place in the factory where they make the mask and basically uh I'm, I'm like skipping a lot but the the irish guy cocker and that that owns this factory he's he's an evil irish person and his whole thing is that he stole one of the stones from Stonehenge, which is a new story going on in the background <laughs> that like somebody what? stole one of the stones from Stonehenge. And he <laughs> this has is an episode of the X Files. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Sure, I need to know your thoughts on how you think he did it. Because like he's like, you wouldn't believe how I did it. That was a magic trick. And then just drops it. <laughs> I do not know. I do not know. <laughs> Aliens. This sounds like aliens. aliens. Yeah. It, it makes more sense. And so what he's doing is he's taking like chunks of the Stonehenge and he's putting it into the mask that he's selling. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, oh, sh-. yes. Yeah, he does a real like uh, James Bond villain monologue kind of thing. Okay. He's like, I'll, I'll show you, Mr. Bond, what I'm really doing. And so because he's the, the guy's been captured by this point. And so he has like this family in a room, like one of his like test rooms and the kid is wearing the mask and he plays the commercial and the commercial, like the music like syncs up to like a certain frequency, which like activates the Stonehenge bits that are in the mask. And it like, it vaporizes the head of the kid. What? (laughs) And like insects and snakes come out of his head and the snakes go and attack his parents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so like his okay. plan is that and he has sold these masks like kids all over the united states and this commercial is going to air and so like his evil plan is to just kill <laughs> these kids in the country okay this is a unique take on trick-or-treating <laughs> right yeah so uh, he, he the guy escapes he he, he kills cochran with the stonehenge powers uh, oh, I'm sorry, but the men in suits completely forgot to mention. Uh, you see them like brutally just keep killing people with their like bare hands, and they're God. you find out they're able to do this because they're all robots. Yeah. So he 
he just has robots working for him as yeah. henchmen in yep. this. Makes this sense. is Halloween three season of the witch. Wait, are there <laughs> witches or not? No. I got excited for witches. I think like Cochran is like uh, uh, I don't know. No, no, there are oh, no like actual not witches. Really? In this. Yeah, <laughs> okay. like the Stonehenge magic is the most magic that's in this. Oh. There's a witch um, mask. I guess there is a witch mask. Well, okay. Um. So the movie ends, but I love this ending though. Uh, Jay, sure, do you, do you want to do the honors of telling the ending? I can't or? remember the ending. No, I watched this oh like God. five years ago. Well, how did it end? Okay, so the guy escapes, and he goes to a gas station to like, and he's like on the phone, and he's like calling like like the local like TV stations. He's like, you have to like take off the take off the ad. You can't play it. You can't play it. And he has a TV, and he's slipping through the channels. And he goes on one channel, the ad goes away. He goes, all right, cool. He goes to the next channel, the ad goes away. He goes to the third channel. He goes, hey, it's still on the third channel. And the ad's still playing. There's kids in front of him with the mask on. He's like, he's like, you need to stop it. And he just keeps going, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And then the movie co- goes to black with the ad playing. That's right. And that's right. What an creepy. Ending. Okay. Yeah. So that's how the movie like, ends. I would have loved, I would have been fine with a world where we got Halloween one and two, Halloween three, and then a different Halloween movie every couple of years with just a random thing happening mm. on Halloween. That would have been cool. Random anthology stories. I like that. And have Mike Flanagan direct it. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, imagine instead of like beating Michael Myers to death and bringing him <laughs> back just for another horror movie, another random slasher. Yeah, I mean, what we need next is the haunting of Michael Myers. Hey, <laughs> the haunting of the Myers house. No, I'm imagining the opposite, which is like maybe in one of these various bus crashes, he wanders off the highway, and what does he find? Hill House or something like it. Oh, oh. and all the ghosts are like, "Fuck this! This guy's crazy." <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Midnight right. Myers? That, or they're like, hey, leave some killing for us, man. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say what would happen, but I'm into it. <laughs> yes, for sure. And then if Michael Myers dies in Hill House, he becomes one of the Hill House ghosts. Mm. That's what they haven't done. We need Michael Myers as a ghost. Um, so, Orly, what do you think of this standalone season of the witch movie? I was so excited for it based on the title and the poster at the beginning and the premise. And uh, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Yeah, fair enough. I think, to be honest, I think it's your jam. Like, I think you'd, okay. you'd probably like it. I and like I'd the pieces. I'm just not sure about yeah. how it came together. It's just so random and so weird and okay. so different. Like, that's what I love about it. Getting into the final one, I will try to be quick on this. This is the Rob Zombie universe for Halloween. So Rob Zombie did Halloween 1 and 2 remake in 2007. So Oh, I had no idea. Really? Yeah, so he remade. Yeah, so he remade Halloween. And so when people talk about the Rob Zombie Halloween, that's it. That's what they're talking about. Never heard anyone say that. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> get on the horror subreddit. I'm just kidding. But, uh, uh, Jasher, have you seen the, the Rob Zombie ones? I haven't. 
I've always been very curious because I, I know a lot of people don't look at the first one favorably, but there's a bit of a cult following for number two because it does some weird mm. different things. So I've been always yeah, been intrigued. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. I'm kind of going to talk about both these movies at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah. So Halloween, the first one, that the, the, the remake that he does, it follows the same beats as the first movie once we get there. But the first hour spends on Michael Myers as a child, his whole backstory. And the thing I dislike about Rob Zombie is that he loves to bring in this whole like hellbilly, like white trash, redneck kind of like Did you say like, hellbilly? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're called <laughs> hellbillies. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> Never heard th- that. That's, that's what he calls them. It's, it's, it's people and like very like dilapidated uh, home. I get like, it. It's just a violence. very funny term. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so they show that like Michael's mom, this, this one focuses way more on Michael's relationship with his mom and his mom is, well, anyways, so they show like Michael is bullied. He's like in his abusive household. Ugh. There's no stability in his life. And he is picked on by the the boy from Spy Kids is in this. Okay. I think that's actually really? the first kill. In the- yeah. Really? Because he's like, he, he bullies Michael. And Michael, <laughs> I think Michael, I think that's the first kill in the movies that Michael kills him with a tree branch. Uh, and they also like set the seeds that like Michael like kills and tortures animals in this too as a kid. It's, yeah, it's a lot. And it was so- of the time. It was of the time. Of the yeah. 2007, so definitely like this post 9 11 era. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Michael kills his stepdad and he kills his sister. He does not kill his mom and he goes to Smith's Groves where we meet Dr. Loomis. And Dr. Loomis is very different in this. Um, he's almost kind of evil in like the second movie. But, uh, anyways, this movie spends a lot of time with showing Michael kind of regress in smith's grove he stops talking he always wants to wear a mask like he makes his own mask he he even stops talking to his mom and everything and and then you know it it gets to the point where he breaks out and michael is extremely violent in the rob zombie movies these are the goriest ones it's very brutalistic he they i believe they cast a professional wrestler to actually play michael so he's like this huge person whoa yeah, and so the thing that I found most interesting, the thing that I, some ideas that were presented in this that I thought were interesting is that this whole like relationship with him and Dr. Loomis is way more present because like you see like time lapse of them talking and like working with each other kind of in that's Smith's cool. Grove. Yeah, I think that's interesting. But mm-hmm. uh, Michael's mom does commit suicide while he is in Smith's Grove and him and Laurie Strode are both sis- are still siblings in this timeline and so Lori grows up not knowing all this michael escapes it's basically a repeat of the first movie there's way more brutal though so that's kind of like all you need to know and the movie ends with um uh, it ends similarly in that like you know michael is still on the loose and um yeah so anyways michael's on the loose he was not captured and Lori is very much in a (laughs) different state so how Rob Zombie's Halloween two um, focuses a lot on like the PTSD that Lori is going through, and she is mm-hmm. having a hard time coping with this. She is, you know, she she freaks out. She's very you know all over the place. And again, it's like this very brutalistic sort of 
depiction of everything. But the so they gave Rob Zombie the the reins kind of came off and it, or like they gave it to him and he made it very much a Rob Zombie movie. Mm. And so Michael Myers is, you know, out in the wilderness, just kind of surviving. And he sees the ghost of his mom throughout the whole movie. Whoa. And she's like this. Okay. She, she's like this woman in white with a white horse. And she's like telling him she need that he needs to like find Lori and bring her to her or whatever and like kill her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's you know it's it's a halloween movie there's brutal way way more brutal kills in this um and everything and the movie ends with uh michael gets laurie and he's not he's unable to kill her but laurie's able to get the upper hand she kills michael michael dies michael also kills dr loomis in this and the movie ends basically with Laurie in the sanitarium and she is starting to see Michael's or her, her mom, the ghost of her mom now, which is Michael's mom as well. And it's kind of like how it ends. So in a, okay. I kind of like breeze through that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the same thing. It's just way more brutal. So yeah, my it least favorite. It almost sounds like one. it didn't need a sequel. It kind of didn't. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, it gave for those that are Rob Zombie fans and there are, yeah, you know, they are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They really enjoyed this movie. So, okay. Yeah. But okay. it's not for me. Eh. Ghosts throughout the Halloween franchise. We've had ghosts, cults. Yeah. Robots. This is, I want more crazy. ghosts. I want more cults. <laughs> I want more robots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I want, yeah. The the spinoff where the Terminator meets Michael Myers. I want like all of these things. What's going on? Does yeah. Batman live in this universe too? Hey. That hey. would be quite a standoff. It would be. <laughs> uh, but that is that is it, ladies and gentlemen. We have covered all of the timelines oh of the Halloween franchise. Lauren Orlean, did you realize how expansive it was in this franchise? No, but I stand by my choice to not watch any horror <laughs> franchises. <laughs> oh, man, I I feel exhausted. Uh, I bet you just like caught a class. <laughs> I whew, thirteen yeah, movies. Right? Yeah, I've learned a lot. I never realized the wow. dips and the highs and many lows of this franchise. Many, many lows. Many many lows. It's so many bus crashes. So many incompetent doctors. Yeah, <laughs> evil doctors, cults. See, this is why I think Friday the Thirteenth is a better franchise, just because it's way more consistent. Yeah, I agree. Opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way and more you consistent. Expect it, you expect it to be random. Like every Friday movie, you expect them to be dialing it up. Resonance. Is that the camp one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. No, that's literally like I I can never. No way. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that would be really fun to do. Like, like just do like a kill grade on that or something just to get you to watch the first two, I think. I but, mean, uh, I'll yeah. watch it. It's just the list is so long that yeah. when you're like, I could watch all of these like acclaimed recommended movies that people really love and are like deeply thoughtful about horror, or I could go backwards <laughs> and watch See, some to of me, these. I'm, to me, I'm like, nah, I'm going to watch Sleepaway Camp, baby. That's what I mean, I'm yeah. going to do. That's, that's pretty much my take on it, too, because like I appreciate the deep stuff, but I also I, I like just have fun with stupid horror, with great kills. I'm really taken aback by like great practical effects. Like It just makes me so happy mm. if like, they kill it 
and are really creative with it. So I can see myself, even though we've talked about these and many of them being stupid, I can see myself <laughs> over October just binging through these. Like I'm, I'm excited, even by the ones that sound stupid. I'm ex- excited from. Yeah, them. I mean, let us know how they are. I will. Maybe yeah. they're better in practice than they sound. I, I doubt it, but it could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Based on what was described, do either of you have like a favorite timeline that, that seems to like kind of like tug at like what your interests are? Again, I really like uh, the Michael Gordon Green timeline. Like, I think that's a great, I, th- I think that's a good trilogy. I, I Again, I love the ending. I also love Season of the Witch. Like, to be honest, <laughs> I love Halloween, then Halloween ends, and Season of the Witch. So I, I love like the original, it's perfect. Then I love the weird stuff and then everything else is okay that I've seen. Um, yeah, but I think the David Gordon Green movie plays with some really interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can see the potential in like all the timelines. I think those like one <laughs> and then kills and ends. It sounds like it actually has an arc. It just sounds like so dark and hyper violent that I'm like, uh, I don't think that's how I want to like continue the movie story. I yeah. actually feel like I'd end up watching like the first timeline, even though it sounds not that satisfying. Yeah, I don't think it is. I just out of curiosity to like chase the characters, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I I guess like the David Gordon Green stuff is my favorite, but like I like to just like make up my own. And my favorite mm-hmm. like made up trilogy is Halloween one, Halloween two, Halloween twenty eighteen, and calling it a day. Oh, hey, I love that too. I could see yeah. that from what you described. Yeah, yeah, that that one's my favorite. And, and you mean and the Rob still... Zombie Halloween two, right, Rucker? That's what you're oh, God, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually yeah, never yeah, I seen watched... a Rob Zombie movie. I just know of them. I know the style. It is yeah. definitely anti Orlean. Like, oh, I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure. Oh, one more thought. I do think it's interesting, and like, it maybe a separate like PhD on how. Because Halloween has lasted so long, how you could look at like each decade or each time in which it was released and really look at like social fears or how did we look at like serial killers or slashers or like, I feel like it probably reflects all of their eras. It would be cool to like do that within a franchise of like all the different decades and like how like it affects that within a franchise. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. And like how are different ideas of like, what does fighting back look like? What is like winning yeah. or surviving look like? You know, like it changes. And also yeah. like all the different elements from uh, Clover's Men, Women, Chainsaw. Like how does like the terrible place change? Oh my gosh. And- yes. I was thinking about that so much, especially because these movies, maybe more than any other horror movies I know, are so gendered. Yeah. In like the presentation totally right. of the characters. Um, yeah. I feel like there's so much more you could dive into with these. Definitely. Um, well, Jay Sher, thank you so much for coming on and for being part of this one-on-one lesson. I'm laughing at myself that I thought I could do this in 90 minutes. You um, thought you could do this in 90 minutes? I was like, maybe if I like speed run it, I could like really get it. But uh, I think this would be longer, to be honest. I think you did a good job. I it's actually, a lot. Yeah. I think you fit in a lot. Yeah, I did gloss over a lot. Eh, kills happen, but uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And some yeah. people died. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, murder is good. So, Jay Sher, where can people find you and your awesome podcast, Podzilla? Yeah, so you can find me pretty much everywhere online at Jayshzilla, J-A-S-H-E-Z-I-L-L-A. And yeah, I do a podcast with my brother called Podzilla, where we watch Godzilla movies. And we had Brucker on a while back now um, for a really cool episode, probably one of my favorites we've done, when we don't talk about a Godzilla movie, but we talk about something loosely connected about killer mushrooms. Yeah, it's fun. sounds fun. Check it out. (laughs) Matango has been like one of my favorite like first watches I know. Like, sense I that that movie that. is so good. Orlean, you would. It's on my list. Tango. I proposed it for us at some point. Yes, hey. yeah, that'll be fun. That'd be really yeah. funny. If we brought you on to to talk about that. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely even one of the highlights of like Podzilla, like one of my favorite movies. That I just didn't know what to expect, and it was awesome. So yeah, check out that episode. And if you're interested, I just started a second podcast because you know you can never have too Ooh. many. Um, called one nine seven eight nineteen. 78 um and we cover new zealand movies me and a couple friends movies made in Ooh, new zealand cool. so yeah check it out 1978 the same year halloween came out man look at that hey that didn't even <laughs> click for me are there any kiwis in 1978 is michael myers a kiwi who knows Ooh. <laughs> is there a new zealand version of halloween hey there's a lot of like peter jackson did some early horror movies that we're excited to get into so there is definitely gonna be some horror coming up but yeah you can find me places awesome well i'm excited to check out 1978 man um well thank you again for coming on uh uh, again in orly where can people find you oh my gosh i'm pretty much exclusively on instagram and podcasting at this point because x is a disaster and i'm not on facebook and like what is anything else so you can find me on instagram at spooky orlean and i'm just going to be sharing so much stuff to my stories this month and all the spooky stuff and art and music and reads and everything cool so come hang out awesome and people can find me on twitter instagram threads tiktok at brecker horror and we got a f- an awesome Halloween movie, like not franchise Halloween, but a yeah. spooky <laughs> horror Halloween movie coming later this month for you all. I won't. Oh I don't want to tease it just now, but uh, be sure to be following Instagram for the uh, for the real hint of what, what the trailer for what it's going to be. But I'm let's very just say we're it. all, and by we're all, I mean me, nervous about how excited Brucker is for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Means it's going to be a good episode, though. Orlean's nervous, Brucker's excited. Like that always works yes, exactly. really well. If it makes you feel better, Orlean, it's not a gory movie by any means. It's just fucking scary. I'm okay. into that. Let's all do vibes. it. Terrifying. I will vibes, say as well. But, uh, just, just before I leave, just a just a plea to everyone out there: be a full bar household this Halloween. You know, <laughs> that's that's yes. the way to go. Try live go into Halloween with that spirit. <laughs> oh, I love that J shirt. Okay, <laughs> that's a great note to end on. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you again, J shirt and Orlean for being part of this crazy episode. And everyone, be sure to watch some good spooky movies. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.
Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Autopsy of a Horror Movie. It means so much to us that you choose us to listen to out of all the other podcasts that are out there. If you could please help us grow by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Brooker Horror, retweeting, sharing our episodes, and come check out the Patreon page. This is a passion project, and we dedicate so much time and effort into it, and it means so much to see other people enjoying the show just as much as we enjoy putting our uh, time into it. So over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash Horror, you can get bonus episodes, bonus kill grades, commentary tracks, special topics, voting options, and also a private Discord channel that you could be a part of. And if you just want to join the non-private Discord channel, just hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Brooker Horror. I'll be happy to uh, grow that flock. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and please share with friends.